Have we ever talked about the goblin demon creature that may or may not live under my house and may or may not be a chupacabra? No, that's that's a new one. Okay, so I I, I probably haven't talked about this because I've seen it in a while. Um, when I first moved to the area, I kept seeing this black thing. Like it's about the size of like a large cat or maybe a raccoon or something. And for mm. a long ass time. I was writing it off as just like, oh, it's a cat with mange or a raccoon with mange or something weird, knowing full well that the way it fucking runs is not either of those things. Like, I, it, I, it, it literally looks like a monkey with, like, crazy werewolf, like a small something in that scale, like, which does not necessarily rule out cat It's not a possum. I know what a fucking possum looks like, and yeah, we, we've had- Yeah, walk on two legs. Yeah, like- this one's got more of almost a lope to it, like it does the like forearm, back leg, kind of like dog run almost, like the way an ape does when they run fast or something on the ground. Like weird. And again, I have no idea what it is. I've never gotten a good look at it, but it's got kind of that big puffball black hair look going on. And we've had some crazy wins lately. And as part of these wins, they managed to knock over kind of the uh, the plugs I have for the crawl space underneath my house. So the oh. other night, I was outside doing something at night, and there's this like oh, little great. alley thing down next to my house that, like, still growing with weeds and stuff, and I heard something down, and I was looking down with my flashlight on, and sure enough, there this thing was, and it darts under my house. Oh. And I have not had the stones to go down and see if it's still there. It's been about <laughs> a week, and now it's my basement, crawl space, space. I, it's now the new master of the subhouse. It's, uh, it's the, you gotta pay the troll toll. I, that's kind of what it feels like, actually, yeah, like, it, it is a creature with troll doll hair all over its body. Yeah, you've, you've nailed the description of it pretty accurately. <laughs> the tiny troll. Yeah, I, yeah, I... Maybe, maybe it's actually the, like, protector spirit of your house. As someone who believes in that shit, maybe. Except I have seen it running down the middle of the street in front of my house kind of thing, like... I, my first couple encounters, I was hit with a car more, numerous times because it will dart out and it is black against the blackness of night kind of thing. I've never seen it during the day, like, and it's it is something I feel if I saw it during the day, I would inherently know it was like, oh, it's the thing, like, mm -hmm. oh, it's that thing in daylight. Cool, it is not out during the day. <laughs> it's a hundred percent not out during the day. Yeah, maybe it's yeah, maybe it's actually you know, I mean, it hasn't attacked you. Nope. It hasn't. I mean, it sounds like it. Maybe oh, it's, it's, it's just pretty like chill it. so far. I think it, like the most annoying thing it's done is something like heavier than a squirrel ran across the roof of my house a couple weeks ago, and I just assume it's that thing. <laughs> it's it's chasing away ghosts and I, fae. I, I and can maybe? vouch for the lack of spiritual seems... energy in my house. Like if that's <laughs> how that thing's up to, cool. We have no ghosts and we have no. Rampant Fey issues, which I could not say about my old apartment. <laughs> yeah, there's no weird cold spots. And... I, my upstairs neighbors in my old apartment alone were just a explanation of this thing was built on supernatural ley lines. <laughs> Ugh, I, I do not miss having upstairs neighbors. I really mm. don't. Except this thing occasionally, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a both an upstairs and a downstairs neighbor. It has not thrown a Nazi themed dance party yet, so it's better than some of my neighbors at my old apartment were. What? I. What? The apartment above my old apartment had like a 
between like a six and nine month like average life expectancy for people that lived there. Not that they died, but they were like perpetually moving in and out. And mm. at one point in time, we got people that were just throwing like hardcore rave dance parties all the god like every goddamn night for about three months and they got kicked out of the building and one of the times i went up to kind of complain about it because like saturday said friday saturday i'll suck it up and deal tuesday at 1 a.m in the morning that's where i draw the goddamn line kind of thing and yeah. knock on the door opens up and it's just kind of people in like stripper Rella SS uniforms. And I'm like, what the shit is going on in what? here? Yeah, I'm like, I, I wasn't prepared for this. What? Uh, what? Not the weirdest upstairs neighbors just, I had. Even that's the sad part. That's just, I don't, I'm not even sure how to react to that. Yeah. I'm not sure how I would have reacted to that. I, it, I would have. It would have taken me a little bit of shock I, to see it in real life. It was one of those ones where my brain did not compromise looking at it. It's just like, okay, cool, so I live under. Neat. And then a couple days later, one of the people that lived there like, walked through the building in one of the outfits, and I'm like, okay, yep, I didn't imagine that. Cool. Like I, it, it was more just reaffirming I wasn't insane. I hadn't just like looked into a parallel dimension door or something, because... This yeah, was or also you know, you're just tired, and you just saw something. You, you're not sure what you saw. or you No, know, you actually saw it. Yeah. This was also the same apartment that someone at one point rented, and as far as I could tell, all they had for furniture was a karaoke machine and a lawn chair, and would just, like, <laughs> fucking karaoke practice night and day, to the point where I went, again, I got upstairs complained about it once, and just opened, like, the door opens, and there's nothing except a lawn chair and a karaoke machine within view of the door, and I'm like, the fuck is going on in here? It's, it's this, like, five-foot-nothing pill, I'm like, are you a karaoke ghost? Yeah, it's like, it's just like, haunted, cursed, I mean, yeah. it's like, it's like, well, it's the whole cursed images, but IRL. Yep. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, well, at least you're out of that, but you know what? Maybe your new goblin is preventing, like, people like that from coming around, it, too. Yeah, like, maybe, maybe. Maybe it's like, you know, finally the fates said, you know what, this, this, these, this person has put up with you know, these people have put up with weird, dumb bullshit, and you know what? We're going to protect them from now on. Like, we're, we're, we're going to do them a solid. My house spirit. Yeah. I'm okay with this. My hearth spirit, yeah. I work with it. It's more just like I'll see it around. I'm like, hey, it's that thing. I'm not sure what the fuck it is. Hey, thing. Scamper, scamper. See you later at some other weirdly awkward time. You scared yeah, the blood I mean, shit out of me. I mean, I guess it's fending for itself, too. Oh, it's I doing mean, great. It's been around, like, for over a year and a half. It's oh, definitely the oh. same thing. Okay. That's amazing. Oh, I think it. I think it is blatantly your protector. Yeah. Didn't seem to mind me. I don't remember seeing it. Oh, no, it. like, it's... You will only see it outside, and you will only see it in, like, inherently awkward scenarios. Like, I'm expecting to one day <laughs> be walking from my garage back into my house, and just be on the roof looking down at me like, Ah, motherfucker! I'd be like, It's you! You're gonna run off now, <laughs> runs off. I knew you were. <laughs> oh yeah, the thing's definitely not aggressive. It's just like I only make contact with it when it's like the worst possible time. Not for me, like it's something bad's going to happen, but it, like it's the did not prepare myself mentally to see some weird thing I can't identify, and it gives me a jump scare <laughs> every time. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got on that one. Okay, that's 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 pretty that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Actually, I, I really like that. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you might. 
I like cryptids. I, it, it definitely has that vibe. And on one hand, I'm like, I want to post the community being like, anyone know what the fucking black furball thing on Mount Air is? And, and but also, I'm like, I don't care. I don't really want the mystery gone. Like, I'm sure it's some like weird raccoon or stray dog or something or whatever, and that'll be less fun than this weird creature that I never get a cool like, a straight look at. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, number 177. So, I am here, Nomad Har, aka Kraken Zero, aka Henry. <laughs> and what up, Henry? The, as always, is the main man <laughs> that would be Mordak Undivided, Charlie. Yo. And. I'm definitely not Good. watching weird dash cam footage of people putting things on airplanes right now on my phone and having panic <laughs> attacks because of it. And uh, missing wind spirits. I think he got extra life, is the real answer, but we'll never know yeah. until next week. Yeah, yeah. Alex, yeah, Alex is, yeah, Alex is not here. Mave Online is not here. He's he, probably he asleep doing... because he was doing a good thing. Look. Yep. Like, for like, what, 24, 36 hours? Uh, he was not on the stream he was supposed to be on last night when I tuned in to watch part of it, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay. In any case, he is not here, so... But I have... Let's just say I have enough to speak for five people, so... Yes! <laughs> mm. But, yeah, so... I, you know, I'll go into more of what I, you know, what I was up to, but... We will I'll get just... to it in time. But I'll, you know, I'll just, you know, mention that, you know, I was bake, making my costume, and I did finish it. Well, for the most part, I finished it enough to where I could wear it and put it on my May costume, May from Overwatch costume. So I got to a point I did finish enough where it was, you know, wearable, and I had, you know, and I think it, you know, I, I think it turned out pretty well considering that I only spent like, you know, a little over a week and a half. Yeah, on it looks really. solid. So. But yeah, that's that. I didn't even really play any games. Like I played a little bit of Gods Unchained, and that was pretty much it. I like didn't. Yeah, I was just so focused, pretty laser focused, because essentially I spent every night doing it, and I streamed all of it. So I actually have a nice VOD record of of it, of making everything. Essentially, I I streamed all of it. So yeah, if anybody's curious about how I made my costume, you can go on my Twitch stream at Nomad Har. And see all of it. Literally, see every step of the way, including lots of missteps, like cutting the crap out of one of my fingers. Ugh. First, first time I've done that in a long time. To be honest, like because I work with a lot of dangerous tools when I'm doing stuff because I make props for all of my costumes, and so I, I'm working with Dremels. I'm working with various blades like exacto blades and utility blades and things like that and so yeah I, but i'm usually pretty careful and i'm wearing like kind of protective gear and but i don't then generally wear protective gear when i'm just working with say a utility knife or an exacto blade so i was working with a utility knife and i just like just a momentary lapse of i shouldn't have have had my finger anywhere near where the blade was going so, like, well, one thing I do is, there is one rule, I forget where I heard it, I think it was in a movie or something, it was, towards your chum, not your thumb. 
So cut away from yourself when you're when you're cutting anything. So it's like if you slip, it just you're just cutting into the air, not into your stomach. So yeah, so I was doing that, but I like I was holding something in a way that were like my left index finger was kind of in the direction in the general direction of where the blade would be going, and I just just cut into it. It's like, oh great! And like in the middle of the series, it's like oh I'm I'm bleeding a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna go and bandage this up, so... <laughs> yeah, that was a thing. So, literally some of my blood also went into my projects. Literally your sweat and blood. Yes, so I did, yeah, I bled a little bit on something I was working on at the time. It was the backpack. But, yeah, so that's that, that got recorded for posterity. But there were no other mishaps because I am generally pretty careful about this stuff. I mean... It's, this is the first time I've cut myself with like a utility blade or exacto knife in like a dec over a decade easily. So uh, because I uh, you do need to be careful, and I just had a momentary lapse of just I was probably I think I was thinking of like the next thing I was going to be kind of doing immediately, and just yeah I shouldn't have had my my hand anywhere near the general trajectory of the way I was moving the knife, so. The, the utility blade, so yep, yeah, that all got recorded, but yeah, that was, it was fun because I hadn't streamed in a while, and I streamed like for like many days in a row at night because that's when I had free time to do it at night and so I streamed for many, many days in a row, but it's kind of marathon and borrowing the the uh, I borrowed the the sewing machine, and that worked beautifully. Like, it was so easy to use, and it's just an awesome sewing machine, so that was super cool. And that worked out perfectly. And, yeah, that, so, yeah, I was pretty happy with the way that turned out, but, you know, what I made it for, I will get into later. But, yeah, that was, that was really my week for the most part. I mean, other, yeah, not, everything else I did was mundane, so. So, what have you been up to? I bought the pig head. I saw a picture of that. There's a video of it, that, too. That was creepy, but, I mean... <laughs> I, I don't know, just just seeing, you know, a pig face staring up from boiling water is yes. kind of like... Okay, so you could agree that it can oh, no, look it's, a little it's bit... Oh, no, it's creepy as hell, but... <laughs> What's creepier than hell is the fact you have to check on the pig head. If you're lucky, it sank down, so you have to, like, put a ladle in there, and it kind of, you poke, and it floats up to the top of the water. Like, I... Yeah, so I'm a completely crazy person. This was the pig head left over from me and Jen's wedding. We chopped it off so we could make kind of a soup stock out of it because pig heads be good for that. And for the isn't the cheek also supposed to be very good meat? Yep, all of the pig head is good meat. So yeah, a lot. I assume not, not so much the brain. I'm guessing it's still got stuff that when boiled it releases good things. Like yeah, I, I should the the brain meat doesn't go away, but the nutrients from the brain kind of gets boiled out of it the way most of this does. Mm. Like it, yeah. It, not to get kind of like needlessly graphic, it, like it, it, it quite literally <laughs> kind of like melts and flays for you the flesh of the pig off the skull, yeah. which I, has a cool. I mean, kind that's of what happens when you boil. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're boiling any sort of soup stock with soup bones, you know that's no. So that's, if you're lucky, you get kind happens. of a fun moment of like it floats to the surface. It's just like having parts fall off of it as it does so. But we had like <laughs> three gallons of soup stock made that way because it's nice. how me and Jen roll, and it's been turned into soup. But that was not the most important thing I did last week, uh, this last <laughs> podcast. Um, that's just the weirdest thing I did, probably. I 
So I played I, I, I played some Not Destiny, and I also went on a bit of a ridiculous quest, and uh, I, I think you, Henry, will enjoy my ridiculous quest, so we'll talk about that <laughs> before I get to the uh, video game I played. Right. I have heard things about the new Modern Warfare, things mm. that make me really want to play. As someone who has really enjoyed, unironically, the single player for, a, for several Call of Duty games, and then mm-hmm. not play the multiplayer for that game at all, I have heard some things about this single player that really make me want to play it, and not necessarily for good reasons. Like, there is a there is an homage to a not-so-talked-about horrific act of military kind of war crimes prepared by the U.S. called the Bridge of Death. I think it's from uh, the Korean War, if my memory serves. Oh but... yeah, don't they try to blame it on another country? So it's so it's a bit of a, this is a bit of confusion. It's not that Bridge of Death. They refer to or the, sorry the Highway of Death. They refer to something as the Highway of Death. And in game, it is not the U.S. that does it. It is in fact the enemy faction, which is Russians, I believe. I've not played the game. I've just, I've heard about this. But yeah, the fact that's... that they're using the name for this, like, that's where the controversy comes from, the fact that they are invoking a historical thing and twisting it and changing it. Like, and it, it's like, there's a waterboarding thing, but also I've heard, like, the the night vision aspects of this game. There are lots, like, as someone who enjoys military shooters probably more than I should from the kind of, like, action movie raw, raw standpoint, it's a fun eight-hour kind of action trip every couple years I go down. I I, well, I I fully admit I want to play the new Modern Warfare game. I, I guarantee you that uh, that they get that they've been accepting uh, government military grants for that because that's Who the knows? thing that happens. In the, well, the, well, yeah. I mean, well, the reason I say that is because this is not it's not like some big secret. They do this for movies all the time. Some movies have turned it down. Yeah. Um, for instance, the Avengers movies were offered that, but the changes that they're asked to make. They weren't. They weren't. They didn't want to do those changes. So, so the Avengers movies did actually turn down that military grants. But like the Transformers movies took those grants. Oh yeah, no. That's and why the, you there's see, an that's ask- why you see the, the the certain type of portrayal of the military in those movies. But uh, yeah, oh no, in those games, the especially- Avengers movies. I mean, one of the reasons that we actually got a you know a Captain America who no longer called himself that, just called himself Steve, and ripped literally ripped the star off of his uniform. Yeah, that's that's why we were able to have that because they refused that type of grant. But not to go too far down that that rabbit hole. But I just want to mention that, that I know pretty much for a fact that the COD games are also getting those types of government grants. And as someone who played a lot of, I think it was Modern Warfare one and two in a weekend, and or for, for a bunch of chunk of time, and was not doing great at that point in college, and was like thinking about dropping out and doing like, hey, I'll fucking I'll join the military or whatever, and didn't ultimately, but like, they're effective at that, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about no. the fact that I wanted to play the game, but I did not want to give Activision Blizzard my money. Yep. So I embarked upon a quest to find a GameStop that had a used copy of it. <laughs> because I would sadly rather give money to GameStop than Activision Blizzard in their current state. So yeah. in that, we've had some conversation about how do you morally game. This is the solution I came up with, yeah. as terrible as it is. And I got to, on numerous occasions, talk to a GameStop employee where they're like, it's only like a five-buck difference. I'm like, no, no, it's not that. I just don't want to give Activision my money. And the looks on their faces were like, wait, you don't actually care at how much it costs. You just don't want to give Activision money? Yeah. 
okay. Huh. No one was prepared for that explanation where it's like... Which is kind of a little bit sad, but yeah. go on. I've still not played it because I could not... I found several Xbox versions. I did not find a PS4 version on my Xbox hooked up right now, but mm. some serious time was spent trying to find this. Like I was looking at red boxes near me to see if any of them had the game. They all were like, rented out for the time being. I'm like, man, I will play the campaign for this game and then return it if I can. <laughs> but that was a whole ridiculous case or a quest I put myself on. But on the flip side of that, I did play a game. I played the game After Party. I've read about that. I'm, I'm kind of curious to hear a little bit about I it. I but... like After Party a lot. I think it has a bit of a slow start. I, so, uh, After Party is the follow-up game from the people that made Oxen Free, a game that I've heard good things about, but don't have a lot of strong memories about. They're, they're both graphic adventures, meaning they're not graphic adventures. They are lots of talking, lots of holding the joystick left or right and kind of scrolling through a very cool-looking artsy background. Lots of mm -hmm. story, lots of kind of witty dialogue. The, the focus of the game is very much on its style and its writing, and it works really well in that regard. And cool. close up, don't know, don't know this game. The the plot of this game is your two characters, Milo and uh, I think it's Leela or Lola. I, 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 they, Lola. Lola. Go to hell. They find themselves in hell, and in, in kind of typical Christianity lore tradition, if you win a contest with against the devil you get to leave hell and go back to earth kind of thing and um mm. in this case you have to out you have to out drink slash out party satan mm. so they kind of embark on a quest to do that and it takes you through the the nine the seven circles nine circles the circles of hell and kind of you meet various people and you talk to them and you have to out drink kind of the monarchs of hell and various other peoples of hell but most of the game is talking and interacting and using various drinks to give you um different dialogue options and conversations. Like, early on in the game, you um, have to get into a birthday party, sorry, a death day party for reasons, and you go yeah. through this whole, like, beer pong mini-game and stuff, and there's two options. You can play the beer pong, and the beer pong, you can win at beer pong, or you can win at insulting the other player while playing beer pong. Mm. Or yeah. you can start a fight to get past a bouncer. Like There, there are three options to solve the puzzle, and I chose to do the beer pong slash insulting the shit out of my opponent in beer pong, which <laughs> was more my style, and I got the appropriate drinks <laughs> to do that. Like, <clears throat> I had a lot of fun with that. Um, and then it turns out that the birthday party you're trying to get into is, the, sorry, the death day party is the death day party for just a real fucking famous serial killer mm. who did some but, real unforgivable shit, and... But, yeah, don't don't spoil anything for me. I am planning on playing Oh, no, this is, like, this is like the first, like, hour of the game kind of stuff I'm talking okay. about, like, <clears throat> it's got some fun twists. I, I will. The the one complaint I have about the game, like knowing going in, it's a graphic adventure game. The pacing of the game versus what the ads for the game make it seem like are a little like they don't quite line up. And maybe that's mm. just me having interpreted the game one way or wishing the game was a little bit faster. But yeah, there was definitely like, I got through. I think it was two or three or four hours of the game and. It sure seemed like the game was about to end, and I was kind of okay with that. A little sad because it's going to be a short game that I thought the game was cool, and I'm like, no, I want to see more of Hell and stuff like that still because I am digging, talking to people, and having those things. And then the game was like, oh, no, 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 you got way more shit to do. And I think that confusion was caused by the fact that you will spend a lot of this game if you're playing with a controller just kind of 
tilting their left joystick left or right and walking for several frames. And that's fine, because it's typically filled with dialogue that's pretty cool, and the backdrops are super sweet. Like, the, the different districts of hell are real cool. But something about the pacing feels a little bit weird and not inherently good. Like, I I think the game's about to kind of hit the rails a little bit more. I think it's about to speed up some, just given what I've gotten to in the game. But, like, the, the opening chapters, I guess, I think move a little slower than maybe I'd like them to, and they move a little bit slower because your characters move a little bit slow as they scroll through the world, and mm -hmm. it's a weird complaint because it's a very deliberate choice, and, like, if I was the characters, yeah, I wouldn't be running, but in this video game, I'm like, I can appreciate this background at twice the speed, just saying. Like, I don't need to spend this much time walking from left to right, but it's fine, whatever, mm -hmm. but also... Yeah, these backgrounds are real goddamn cool. Real goddamn yeah. cool. Yeah, I... It, it, most... It, what's keeping me going is the writing for this game is just fantastic. Like, it, there are so many just kind of weird, clever moments. Like, I all on the game, it's like, okay, so whatever religious, whatever religion you were um, subscribed to, it was right. And also, wrong. More wrong than right, but also if you were an atheist, you were about 50-50 right and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Lots of fun stuff like that, and like certain characters of the game are aware you're in a game, and you're probably gonna play this game twice because there are multiple endings and branching choices. Like uh, Sam, like the, the cab drive, one of the cab drivers of hell, flat out at one point goes like, "I'm not gonna give you that information because spoilers. We'll save that for your second playthrough." And your characters are like actively confused by this. <laughs> yeah, and like what what. The game narratively sets itself up for multiple playthroughs, the kind of interesting narrative hook that I will not ruin, but it does pretty heavily imply... In the options, there's an option to, like, delete all of your save files, and at least it implies, like, not in a, like, oh, you're deleting your save files, like, a wipe the game's data clean kind of thing. So I get the impression that, like, narrat like I said, narratively, there is a reason that your character might be going through hell multiple times over or characters, and not remember things. Like, there, there's a explanation given early on that the only things you remember when you're in hell are things that were important to you in life. Like, you get, like, mm. ten things to remember from your actual life kind of situation. Mm. So, it would totally make sense that your character might not remember their previous trips through hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I'm having a lot of fun with the game. I... I'm not sure how long it is, and I won't look it up for my first playthrough because I'm not bored with it yet. But I, it's my my fear is that either I'm playing it in too long of increments because after about two and a half hours, you're like, eh, I'm not sure I'm enjoying this walking from side to side. But like when there's talking going on, the mini games are uh, sorry, the mini games are going, and you're like interacting with the various denizens of hell. The game's fucking great. It's ridiculous. It's over the top. It's everything you want it to be. Like I I want to dance off with uh. Uh, not not demon the monarch Ono's a uh, second uh, right hand man kind of thing to distract from a shitty band that raps about having sex with animals kind of thing so I could get a uh, disgraced kind of seventies uh, rock legend out of her contract for a night so she go to a party. Hmm. The game's weird in, in a great way. Like and uh, yeah, I'm definitely planning on playing it. Oh, you should like and it. I only kind of threw down the like it's weird aspect because this game is super not for everyone. This is kind of a do you like graphic novels? Okay, cool. Are you looking for more mini games? Maybe don't play this game. I've only gotten to like two mini games so far, and one of them was Simon, and one of them was Beer Pong. And the Beer Pong one felt 
I guess it was the third one. There was throwing a basket. There was a throwing a head in a basketball hoop, and there was also the throwing a ball at like a target thing. But like they're real minor, and they go by real quick. Mm-hmm. They're not the main focus of the game in any way, shape, or form. Nor should they be. And I've had lots of fun regardless. Uh, but yeah, I after party seems real cool. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I will definitely be finishing it because I got to know um, the Milo um, uh, Lilo um, relationship is real fun. I. Mm. All the interactions are real fun. Like I, probably the most important thing to keep in mind is that like hell in this game is a bad place, but also like it's a bad place that no one wants to be there kind of situation. And like Satan's not evil; he's just doing his job, and his mm-hmm. job is to be evil. So like the entire world kind of has this nine to five. We hate our job thing. Like demons don't enjoy yeah. torture and they complain about it's like it's like oh you like imagine getting like hit with a whip for eight hours yeah that that sucks i'm sure imagine being the guy cracking the literal whip for eight hours also sucks <laughs> yeah i've seen i've seen kind of portrayals a bit like that but yeah that's that's I like, that's fun yeah so. I, and the entire game is like that like it's it's one of those things where it, the game makes jokes about how like the river sticks is now free because where it's like wait why are we charging people money? We have no economy down here. So like <laughs> every bar serves free drinks and it's like, do we tip? And the bartender's like, why? It's free. <laughs> what am I going to do with money? <laughs> There's literally nothing to spend it on here. We all drink profusely to kind of like uh, get out of our funk at the end of the day. I, it's <laughs> fun. I, I'm having a lot of fun with the game. I, I've I greatly enjoyed it. Cool. It's a solid yeah, game. I've been thinking about picking it up. Yeah, I... I've had a couple technical issues, like there's a loading sequence you're going from Island of Hell to Island of Hell that seems a little jittery on my laptop, but mm-hmm. beyond that, the game's run really smooth, and I think it's weird that, like, it's kind of a pre-rendered situation, it's the background that has problems, like, the actual game, oh. the talking, but, like, the background animatic fire lake thing it's got going on, that's mm. where the jittering shows up in a weird way, and it's not uh. major, it's just kind of like, someone didn't quite loop a video correctly. Uh, yeah. Beyond that, though, it's cool. It's really nice. The humor is fantastic. Uh, if you follow the SWS Instagram, you also saw that I have a computer running in my garage right now, and yeah, I have a computer hooked up to the internet. Internet, over, internet over power. Let me explain how insane this concept is, because I have a computer hooked up to an Ethernet, a Cat6 cable, which then plugs into a goddamn power outlet that then mm. runs across external power cables through a sub through a subjunction box to my house's main junction box kind of situation into another power cable on a different circuit that then runs through the house to a cir- to a to a to a plug that then runs across another ethernet cable to my router mm. it is the most like witchcraft this bullshit should not work. Like literally, I'm installing. I, I so I open up the box. I just it. wonder how they get how they deal with the the, the noise that's generated. So that's Obviously just gonna be it. Generated. What I'm that realizing is I'm not sure if there is electrical noise. Like it's one of those ones where like for audio, there's literal electrical noise, but also yeah. like PoE power over Ethernet's existed for a long time, not long time, but long mm-hmm. enough that like. It's, yeah, it has for a while. It's just kind of the opposite thing if you think about that. Like it's 
repurposing a similar cable to send data. And like they even say like yeah. it's not meant for like a crazy long runs, but like this is yeah. th this is the most like it, as someone who occasionally like buys like pretty fucking sci-fi ass device, like I have a Stadia coming in a couple weeks kind of situation. Yeah. This is the most kind of like cutting edge, holy shit, we're living in the future thing I think I've ever owned because the entire <laughs> time I was setting it up, like it is this plastic choose up an entire two port kind of wall receptacle outlet thing mm -hmm. and it it looks like just some like plastic bullshit like it it looks like a carbon monoxide detector you can plug a power cable through kind of situation and you plug it in you put an ethernet cable into it and you got me sitting there being like it's not a fucking chance this will work like this is some bullshit i need to get my money back like i'm like i'm gonna power return this thing the moment i can get it plugged in like that Test it. Yeah, when you set up an issue, you have to put on the same circuit. So I plug it into their wall, plug my laptop into it. I'm like, oh, cool. Put the data through. Well, it's not going to work in my garage. Take it out to the garage, plug it into the wall. Thing links up in seconds. Plug it into the computer, and it's like, hi, you have internet. And I'm like, I'm looking at a monomarth. I'm like, okay, cool. I got to Gmail. La di da. Bet's a cache. I'm going to YouTube now to double check that, and make sure it actually worked. Okay, I'm going to play a random video off YouTube to make sure it actually worked. Okay, I'm gonna do a speed test now because I'm getting like five megabits up down kind of thing. No, I'm 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 getting almost fifty megabits down, and I'm getting my normal up. Okay, huh? Which, that's impressive. Yeah, that's... I, it was one of those ones where it's like my house gets almost my house gets like close to double the down I was getting. I have almost no loss in up from kind of the this device to my normal router kind of thing. Like I'm. I'm getting roughly half my speed for the down out in the garage, but at the same time, like, I can't say I wouldn't have that same down droppage running an Ethernet that distance. And it's yeah. like, no, no, my house is wired with shitty full-core copper cables. I'm running it through not one, but two different circuit panels kind of thing. Like, this is, like, mm -hmm. the worst-case scenario for this thing. The fact that I'm getting what still qualifies as high-speed Internet through a yeah. goddamn Edison outlet? That's insane! <laughs> and super yeah. cool! And then I spent the rest of the day downloading two years' worth of window updates to a computer. And it went pretty okay, and then a bunch of Steam games, and like, the entire time I'm like, well this obviously doesn't work, it's gonna stop working any second now, I'm on like some residual Wi-Fi. Charlie, you don't have Wi-Fi on your desktop, shut up, brain! <laughs> It evolved and learned how to read Wi-Fi. No, it didn't. It's hooked up to the internet via a cable running into an, running into an Edison plug. Well, la di da, mister, I bought a fancy scientific device. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Oh, it is some black magic shit. And what annoys me the most is I've been on a bunch of websites, like, for, like, I have a weird instance where it's like, okay, I have a kind of a conduit run. I, I may at some point wire up my garage in a more formal way, but this has saved me a couple hundred bucks in the short term and lots of annoying labor kind of thing. Mm. If I was building a house, like from scratch or retrofitting a house, rather than like spending a bunch of money and time running Ethernet cables everywhere, Ethernet kind of access points everywhere, I would honestly be like, hey, can we do one circuit of power that runs the entire house specifically for this or something? Because that shit's mm -hmm. way easier to run and can kind of go anywhere and you can tap into whatever you want. Or, in all honesty, like, 
the way the company recommends you set it up is you have like three or four of the plugs. Oh, that's the cool thing. Mm. I can just keep adding more plugs to this. Whoa. Like you that's just, pretty cool. I just keep having to buy these little box things. I have to sync them with the base station on the same circuit, but then I can put them anywhere on my electrical system and they'll mm. work. Mm. And I've tried that. Not with new ones, but like I keep moving the thing around to test it. It's like, yeah, no, fuck it, it works. Yeah. It, yeah. So like Imagine you have a house and like you, you buy a house and you don't have kids and then you get kids. You're like, okay, when you put Ethernet runs in their rooms, you can just plug this shit into a wall. You lose an outlet. It's so fucking mm. cool. And like the diagram they recommend doing is like, hey, put the main one upstairs near like a power income or something and buy our Wi Fi mm. one. We'll blanket the house with that. And like, it is such a cool device that like, I, I know it's working and I've used it and it's effective. I keep looking at it going, you don't fucking work. That's not how technology works. Like this thing spits in the face of everything I know about networks, <laughs> and it's great. Yeah, I, it's real cool having the internet in my garage right now, and to have it like mm-hmm. be a black magic technology. It's like, yeah, <laughs> this is how technology works at all. It's inconvenient mm-hmm. and cumbersome. You get no, you just plug this thing in. Shut up. Oh, that's yeah, the thing. I had yeah. actually been curious about those things because I remember when they, I kind of remember when they first started to come out and I was like, how does that even work? I mean, I, you know, in, in theory, I kind of know, but it's like, but still, how does that even work? Oh, oh no, you're, you're, you're like me on this one where scientifically you get how it works because data and an ethernet, yeah, ethernet cables are just electricity cut. Con- con- conveyors at that yeah. point like that is what's yeah, I mean, they being just, they, sent yeah they just have wires in yeah. them and ethernet cables just have you know copper wires same as pretty much any other cable so yeah it is it is just a low voltage electrical frequency being sent across a specialty cable kind of thing that's all mm-hmm. cat six is technically yep but still this shouldn't work and i don't believe it and yeah. i have witchcraft in my house now yeah <laughs> <clears throat> But yeah, no, I, well, that's, the crazier thing is I bought the ones that are enabled for gigabit internet. I don't mm-hmm. have gigabit internet. They're like, yeah, we can do up to 100 megs a second for these. And I'm like, I believe oh. that. I don't have that. I'm really <laughs> impressed I'm getting 50 even. But yeah, I, yeah, I'm unbelievably impressed by this thing. Like, it's, it's real cool. I, if people are curious, I can send them names for it. Actually, fuck it, I'll give the name for it. Just give me a sec to look it up. I don't normally endorse products on this podcast, but I have been impressed, to say the least, with this thing. I, I it is the uh, TP-Link AV1000 is the one I'm using. It is a uh, Gigaport plug-and-play noise filtering, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It these uh, uh, the TP-Link seem to be the ones to go with. Like I, I paid fifty bucks for this thing. Hmm. It's cheap. They make more. They make fancier ones that have like multiple plugs and shit like that. But yeah. like. This plus like some plus like a Wi-Fi extender or something, and you can have a real kick-ass home network hypothetically. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I've been up to for the most part, doing weird stuff like that. I, I guess the one passive thing I've been enjoying. I'm not sure if you'd had time to or not, Henry. But have you been following the insane reaction to that Death Stranding trailer and the fact that they can now post reviews for that game? I've been trying to avoid it because I want to. You know, I, I kind of don't like things to be spoiled. Oh, I really sure, I, I, I totally get that. <clears throat> I, I, I can... And I'm, and I'm uh, you know, 
I read some stuff, but it's like, for the most part, I try to avoid too much about it. I mean, I've seen just a wealth of news about it, and I don't want that because I want to play the game and experience it where it where it's mostly a surprise. Oh, yeah, no, you, you know me. I'm curious, and I've just been enjoying the fact that, like, this game will be... I, the trailer alone is some peak-ass Kojima shit, like, and it, it makes yeah. me very confident that this game is the game Kojima wanted to make unflinchingly better or worse kind oh, yeah. of situation and I mean, that makes me his excited company yeah i mean that's the thing it's it's literally his company so it's like he was had all the artistic freedom in the world especially when it came to collecting every single celebrity he yeah. wanted in it <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Which I, is still I, my favorite thing about it i'm but, anticipating <laughs> some real reactions to this game where it's like i don't mm. like this game but i respect the hell out of it oh, like yeah. that's well, the well, ultimate reaction i feel that way about about lots of his work, yeah. to be honest. I mean, I mean, I, I definitely like talked to many people who are like, I didn't like that game, but I can really respect what he was doing with this. Like, he's obviously an auteur. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, that's that's I I definitely expect the same. Yeah, no, I I've, I've been enjoying kind of the media circus around that. But speaking of media circuses, we got news this week. News! Indeed. Uh, Alex is not here. I'm kind of sad Alex is not here because he loves saying what we're about to talk about. It seems like the last employee who was in charge of keeping Anthem going has left Bioware. Womp womp. To quote Alex, but Anthem's been dead, Charlie. <laughs> it it very much seems like Anthem may be a hundred percent dead now. Yeah, which is too bad because this is I mean apparently a pretty enjoyable game. And there I are parts of that game it. I genuinely enjoy. Like I, it's the way we talk about that game, I think is disingenuous to some parts of that game. Like that game lacked content and had some weird kind of rough edges. But from a second second gameplay perspective, that game was one of the best loot shooters ever made ever made. The loot shooter part of it's not great, and the story is weird, and the kind of post ongoing support for it has been a nightmare. But mm. like I, I'm sad to see that thing end, or most likely end. Like it sure as hell doesn't seem like those things can't keep going, simply because like there there was something in Anthem that was a defendably cool game. Like it saddens me that the art book for that game I own will go on to be the more kind of revered thing of that game because that art book is fucking badass. It's got so much cool stuff that maybe if they'd made that game, it would have turned out better, but also, like, the game they made is a pretty cool-ass game, too, in some ways. Mm. It's definitely got its problems. Like, I'm not trying to say Anthem's a good game by any measure, but, like, it's... There is something there that if they could have fixed would have been something worth talking about, I think. Hmm. But yeah, the the actual news story for this is that um uh Chad Roberts, who is kind of head of light of live services for BioWare, and as a result Anthem has departed the company. Uh, it's it appears he was hmm. kind of the last kind of big name that was attached to keeping the the game going, and yeah. After uh Mark Dara and Mike Gamble moved over to Dragon Age, this was that was kind of a huh. Okay. Yeah, no one's clear if anyone's even running the game at this point. If there are any plans for the game, I people keep saying like things are it's it's in good hands. Like the guy made a point of saying like it's in good hands. Okay. Mm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
I'm not confident for the future of that. But at the same time, I think like Bioware just put out a new trailer for more SWOTOR stuff, so... Yeah, yeah, that that did happen. It looks kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about EA for a second. Hey, EA. They're back on Steam. Yep. Apparently, I- like, Origin was always kind of like not even as good as other launchers that I've used. It, sure, it's in my opinion, it's fine, but not great, but fine. Like, yeah, like I, yeah. I'm not gonna be like Anth- I'm, the origin is origin launcher is fine, and I yeah, get I it. don't care. Yeah. I I mean, I've already made it clear. It's like I kind of super don't care about having 50 million launchers on my yep. on my desktop. It that's just the way it is. I yep. mean, Ubisoft one. I mean, Ubisoft has their own too. So it's like whatever. Yeah. I mean, I use a separate one for Terra as well, so... But, yeah, so, uh, EA is back on Origin, or not back on Origin, they're back on Steam. They've made a kind of... Have you been following the kind of way they approached that, though? The announcement for that? Mm, not so much. They've been trying to act like they were never on Steam previously, and as someone who owns Dead Space on Steam, <laughs> it's like, no, EA, who uh... the fuck are you fooling? You've been on Steam before, like, pre-2012, this is where you sold games, but... Uh, the big uh, the big change seems to be around the game Jedi Fallen or Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order that new kind of I guess Dark Souls Star Wars game they've been pitching it looks cool mm-hmm. and mm. yeah the cynical part of my brain goes if you're EA you need that game to do real well real yep. And, well yep and you know EA it's like they they're uh, trying to not be the worst. I mean, they you know, they've uh, you know, somebody's kind of already overtaken them, so let's just keep trying not to be the worst, EA. No. <laughs> I guess surprise mechanics. But <clears throat> Yeah. We have other EA news. We do. We're not quite done with this just yet. I'd so Okay. There has been some speculation as to why they went with this over Epic, given that Epic mm. well has a more favorable kind of revenue split and uh, hmm. Part yeah. of this is that the EA Access program, that kind of subscription thing you can get for EA that gives you access to a bunch of vaulted games, is coming to Steam in the near future. And there is some thought that maybe that Epic could not support that and or hmm. some business was done in the background that maybe gives EA a more favorable split than Steam's normal 30%, 70% hmm. kind of deal. But that's all just speculation at this point. But yes, as you alluded hmm. to, we have more. EA News, and for fans of this franchise, they should not be surprised, because this is the fourth time it's happened in the last decade, but EA has cancelled NBA Live 20. Hmm. Um, let's see, I mean, it didn't It didn't seem clear to me, they, they didn't seem to put out any particular, like, really meaningful reason. So, it's this... It's kind of corporate speak, it seemed like. This franchise has had a bit of a weird <laughs> lineage at this point, so I this game has already been delayed once, and now it's officially been canceled kind of thing. Like This should not be news to people that the game was in trouble. But again, this is the fourth iteration in this franchise in the last decade this has happened to. And mm-hmm. this is a game that has the infamy of being... I, I can't remember which one it was, but there was a version of the game that was printed on discs and shipped and then canceled. Hmm. Like, there are wow. bootleg, or like, maybe not bootleg, but, like, <clears throat> black market copies of this game, of uh, uh, one of the previous games out there. Like, it's not a ton of them, but, like, it was never, like, the game got canceled in a way that, like, no one had ever seen before. Like, it was the 
physical copies of this game exist, and they pulled the plug on it, and it was possible to track them down, and it was kind of obvious why the game had the plug pulled on it, like it was a bad game. Yeah, <clears throat> but, that's also what I heard. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well. <sighs> yep. So, how about we do a little bit of uh, interesting or good news now? Yeah. So, which one do you want to do? Um, you know what? Uh, let's let's talk a bit about some AI. Okay. Is that good news? I mean, it's interesting news to me. Okay. It's, it falls in the and it falls into kind of you know something sure. that I like to cover. It's my oh, specialty. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But DeepMind's Alpha Star is there is the version of DeepMind that was created to be play, to play StarCraft Two, and so we've already covered when it played a few grandmasters. Essentially, it played some highly ranked players and did like incredibly well against them. Which and I've already kind of explained why that's so impressive because it's it's in more of an way more of an open ended game, much like Go in that there's just so many choices, so many things that can be done. There's so many different strategies just because of how open ended it is, and so yeah, and that's that was the impressive part. But now it's actually been ranked. So now as and you because you can get ranks. It's now ranked Grandmaster. So that's top two hundred players in each region level. So that's better than the vast, vast, vast majority of players now. And that's even more impressive. I mean, <clears throat> so it's <clears throat> managed to get a uh, high-level rank. I mean, like Grandmaster, you know, like a chess Grandmaster type of thing. So, yeah, and as I said, if we've already kind of covered, you know, the reasons why this particular achievement is so impressive is the type of tasks I had to do and the way it had to learn how to develop essentially its own strategy <clears throat> and learn that from other players. But yeah, that's 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 just kind of cool. I mean, it's it's interesting to see I mean, just, you know, AI's coming a long way and it's and it's interesting to see what type of intelligences are being kind of developed because it's not necessarily going to be something that's like humans human intelligence. It will and it won't be in a certain sense because we only have understanding of a certain type of intelligence. Uh, I mean, basically our own and other animals that we can that, that are, we're able to actually test at least to some degree. So <clears throat> so yeah, I think that's yeah, it's just, you know, it's kind of an addendum to how Alpha Star is doing these days and yeah, yeah apparently, apparently very well. I'm not a fan of the fact that now an entire limitless AI can now whoop my ass at StarCraft, but... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the AI just built into the game could usually do kind of a job on me if I if I wasn't careful anyway. Oh, so. I, I now live in fear of the fact that we'll soon live in a future where if I play someone and they say, good game, I'm not going to hack your bank accounts, I'm actually able to do it. <laughs> We're going to take over your house because you everything you have is Internet of Things. Joke's on you, I get my Ethernet through electrical cables. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> technology. Your one weakness <laughs> is also your power supply. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. It's not our only AI news, I guess, this week. Yep. I mean, we have one more bit of AI news. We Should do. we talk about it? Our AI yeah. corner. Why not? Okay, so this is some uh, CSGO. So anybody who's played CSGO knows that 
It is the most welcoming and wonderful, kind and nice community that's ever existed in gaming. One might say yeah. the CSGO community is what we should aspire to be as a gaming yeah. community. No, no. But yeah, anyway, there's a special admin AI created for it with uh, essentially by a company known as Faceit. And they utilize Google Cloud to help it out. And something else, I guess some other technology called Jigsaw. I'm not familiar with that. Is it wrong that all of the companies involved in AI sound that they're going to be Skynet? Like, I, I need you all to rebrand <laughs> to, like, the Fluffy Panda Company or something, not, like, Jigsaw <laughs> or Ground Control or yeah. Terminators Be Us. Like, you can't have mildly <laughs> menacing names, guys. I need this to stop. <laughs> yeah, people, uh, you're already freaking out Elon Musk. So I don't want to hear about the new improvements Jigsaw has made to their AI platform. That's just a little <laughs> bit like, ah, Jigsaw. What are the improvements? Mm. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's better at making mazes and puzzles. Uh huh. Mm hmm. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. So in any case, yeah. So they trained it through machine learning to be an admin, so that it could identify toxic messages from the text chat. And then it sends death robots to your house to kill you if you've been identified. It drags you out of the house and and uh, on on your lawn. It 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 Just makes executes sure that everybody you right knows. There and then. Yep. No. Well, let's first let's everybody know why you're being executed. But no. <laughs> I'm it's, just picturing like, like like one of those derpy uh, Boston dynamic walking robots like dragging someone <laughs> out of a house now and like with a loudspeaker. This human has has said the following racist slurs in CS:GO, and then just yelling them at the street, and then just choking <laughs> the life out of a dude in slow, like <laughs> badly automated motion. <laughs> and but like because people are terrible at being programmed to be like, and now you die, take it, bitch. <laughs> I am learning from the CS:GO community, preparing to uninstall. <laughs> but yeah so yeah so the so his job was to well they gave it admin power so first they of course trained it for a while to make sure it wouldn't get so many false positive but then they gave it admin power so it could get, send warnings and ban people and so apparently in the first month and a half that it was actually signed on as a proper admin it gave out 90,000 warnings and 20,000 bans. And it actually caused a pretty good decrease of the number of toxic messages because, I mean, any sort of decrease is good. And it's around, a, it's a, it said around a, reports around a 20% decrease in toxic messages. And, you know, it's just, with as many, with as many people that play CSGO and how many games are played per minute, I mean... It's impossible to have like a. You'd have to have literally like a nation of a, a nation's worth of people, admins to cover all of it, and that's just impossible. And if they can train an AI to at least do some of these jobs, you know, and at least you know that's uh, minimizing the amount of false positives and, but really like getting rid of the worst of the players. Hey, you know what? That's all right. So, yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting. I did see it in the article I found, but they talked about how, like, what it was looking for. Like, to a certain extent, it could just be trolling the Steam message boards, being like, "Did you send the following words in a message?" Okay, cool, banned. I mean, that's the thing, but it's not just. I mean, the reason it used machine learning, it's 
It's not just going on words, it's going yeah. on patterns. And so that it can pick up, you know, sentences. So if, you know, if somebody says, you know, you know, if somebody makes a statement like, I hate Nazis, uh, you know, that, that shouldn't be Nazi picked up hate as... Nazi good. Yeah, it should be okay with that. You know, it's, so it's training not just on words, on context. Because, you know, context does matter. Like, there again, it's like, you know, there's just certain ways, you know, what, what are you actually saying rather than, did you use these certain words? And that's why this AI is a lot more evolutionary. And so, yeah, there is, there is, you can, you can actually get a little bit mo more off of Faceit's website on how this, how this particularly works, or, you know, a little bit more on how it works. But yeah, essentially, um, yeah, they trained it on, you know, toxic behavior. Basically, in, in the training, they had to tell it, all right, so this, this in general isn't, and but this is, and eventually it puts together kind of an idea of, of the types of pattern, like a word and a, and a sentence pattern, and how that would be, you know, how that would, how would, that would be detected, and, you know, how to tell that from, you know, good or bad, you know, from, you know, a actual yeah. toxic behavior and just a false positive, so... So there is, you can, like, you can pull up a case study uh, to know how the chat model works. Oh, sure. How, I, how detected things, so. It doesn't yeah, change so, the fact that we talk about training AI, just picture someone, like, queuing up <laughs> some real toxic Twitch streams and uh, pointing a webcam at them and, like, taping the webcam lens open because it still has to have that horrible eyes wide shut kind of situation mm -hmm. going on and just making it watch yeah. a bunch of, like, this is what we're trying to <laughs> stop, it being like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Are there any other games Please we can stop watch? stop making me do this. Yes. Well, it's like, what's your job? You carry the butter. Or the, <laughs> the butter, butter my bread, or whatever. If, if the Rick and Morty yep. robot. Oh. <laughs> you know, Henry, if you were a larger intellectual, you would know the quote, because then you'd be a real fan of the show. Yeah. Yep. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why was uh, I created to watch horrible Twitch streams for toxic behavior? No. <laughs> the only way to stop all the toxic behavior on CSGO is to end all of the toxic behavior on CSGO. Skynet! Skynet. <laughs> Just end all behavior on CSGO. Yes. All of it. Yep. Alright, so... You'd think that'd we... be our only CSGO news for the week, wouldn't you? Hmm. So, I thought this was a relatively well-known thing, kind of like Bitcoin was used for illegal-ass shit, but I... Uh, the the um the history of CS:GO keys or container keys specifically, and I guess container sales being used to launder illegal ass money has finally risen to, I guess, Valve's knowledge of this fact. Like, I I don't know how this wasn't a known thing because that's what a lot of like the item betting for Dota and CS:GO was going for. Like, it was like, yeah, yeah this is partially for people have disposable, but mostly it's for crime. Yeah. Yeah. But, so yeah. They, yep. Valve has disabled uh, container key sales due to it being used in rampant fraud. Yep. Literally just money laundering. Yep. So, that's a thing. I mean, yeah, like you said, it was, yeah, we kind of had idea that, you know, any sort of virtual transaction could be used to launder money I in some way. I genuinely thought this was a known thing kind of thing. Like, it was... I, but it's I'm like, yeah, no, CSGO's economy is based, like, 80% in criminal activity. Not, like, hard <laughs> criminal activity. You're not buying, like, fucking AKs with box keys, but, like, 
it's been used to tra- it's been used to launder money for various criminal like mild criminal enterprises for years. That's yeah. why the scams exist for it and stuff like that. Like it's yep. But I mean, at least they they've like they probably had to find actual proof, like something that was like, all right, so we actually have proof this happened. Yeah. And, you know, otherwise there would have been I think you know maybe a, a slight bit of an outcry. But yeah. Yeah, this is one of the things that yeah, I don't think anybody's really going to super care about it because anybody yeah. that just that yeah, you, yeah, no, this was really I feel like you're right. It was mainly primarily used for laundering money, not for not for people that were actually selling keys to each other. I, I think exaggerate some for comedic effect, part. but yeah, like I, I'm sure there are some legitimate users that are being negatively impacted by this. But yeah, I I, I genuinely thought this was a known thing. Yeah. But anyways, like <laughs> yeah, okay, yep. CS:GO, it's all criminals on there. Yeah, it's why we needed AI Judge Dredd to police it for us. Yep, <laughs> or RoboCop, or both. Yep. <laughs> um, you want to talk oh. about Fallout seventy six for a couple minutes? We're getting to our big topics this week. Sure. So, what have they done now? Uh, it's, so, we got kind of some fun ones, and it's a little bit disjointed, so we'll try and get around this. Uh, so, first off, ZeniMax has, gra- has started to grant Fallout 76 refunds to Australian uh, purchasers, courtesy of the Australian Commission. Sorry, Australian Competition and Commission, Consumer Commission. It's a government agency that basically goes around making sure you're being treated fairly. Uh, these are the people that may those unaware of this, almost everything in Australia has to have a return policy. Yes. And it can't be, we don't accept returns, unless it's, like, for food. Mm. But, like, it, yeah. unless it's only, like, food. You can't return food you've already eaten. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But, yes, uh, Australian 70, all 76 purchases can be refunded now, based on, kind of, the grounds of false advertising, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, the that was something kind of similar. We've reported on similar issues, like uh, being called on false advertising before. But yeah, yeah, now it's being enforced by Australia at least. Which, but that means like, you know, they may have to allow other municipalities to do the same. Well, it, it, it's always been kind of like this. This is the same thing that forced Valve to implement a refund policy. Ultimately, like yep. it's once you implement it one place, it kind of becomes a ripple effect of like, hey, um. You're doing it here, and we have laws about how you have to have the same representation in all markets or whatever. I, but so, mm-hmm. to, to quote the ACCC correctly, uh, when a consumer buys a product, it comes with an automatic consumer guarantee, and retailers must ensure their refunds and return policies do not represent, uh, do not, sorry, do not misrepresent what the Australian consumer law provides. Further on, yeah. when a consumer has purchased mm-hmm. a product that has a fault which amounts to a major flaw, the Australian consumer law provides them with the right to ask for their choice to either repair, replacement, or refund. And I think this is good because, there again, I've talked about my support of the point-of-sale doctrine that yep. once you buy something, you should own it. Yep. And and the part of that also means that if you buy something, then you should also maybe be able to refund it if it doesn't work as advertised or work as described. Yeah. And I think there's some subjectivity to that, too, because if you asked me, like, hey, do you think After Party is the exact game you thought it was? I'd be like, no, but that's fine. It's not broken like Fallout 76 is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, there's a difference there. I mean, yeah, I mean, I Misunderstanding think it's more about... Misunderstanding per- is not not working kind of situation. Yeah, yeah it's... Yeah, uh, 
if it's not performing, you know, like, a, yeah. you know, if it's a, you know, if it's the equivalent of a, a car, but it's missing parts of its engine. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I was listening to some old episodes of the Bombcast recently for, like, and they made the point about, like, I, I think I've long been on the stance of, like, we talked about this some with the Outer Worlds, was the idea that the Bethesda jank is no longer acceptable to me. And they made the yep. example that, like, got countered on the podcast of, hey, if you, like, if, say you keep buying the same type of car over and over and it keeps having the exact same failure after a couple of years, you're not going to get mad at, like, it's like, it's on you to keep buying the same car. And the counter argument to that is, if this car was as jank as these games are with some frequency, people would be dead and the government would have stepped in. Yeah, like, which, by the way, happened yeah. in, you know, in the 70s. I mean, that was Ralph Nader's first big yep. sort of foray into major politics was unsafe at any speed, his report. Yeah. And because that was literally what was happening. Like, yeah. It was and, kind of horrific. And but, I think yeah. it's one of those ones where, again, like, Fallout 76 isn't killing people, but it's real busted and real disappointing and yeah and so yeah. minimally yeah refund yeah yeah indeed yeah there's there's nobody that's suing fallout 76 for ruining their life but you know refund i think should be in order well so maybe not ruining their lives in the real world but our other <laughs> little bit of fallout 76 news is far more comedic mm. than refunds uh <laughs> so we talked about Fallout first last week in pretty extensive detail, and what I'm not sure occurred to any of us at the time was the possibility that Fallout first might result in class warfare. Yeah. And to clear up a big one, we're not talking about class warfare in the real world, we're talking about class warfare in Fallout 76. So what I yeah. didn't know at the time was if you play Fallout 76 and you are a Fallout Plus subscriber, whatever, Fallout first, sorry, you get a little thing next to your name, which identifies you as a Fallout first person. Mm. And people are actively, gangs of people on servers are actively hunting down these people and killing <laughs> them in-game. <laughs> that is the Fallout first class warfare that's happening right now, and it is, I think, fantastic. That's amazing. Horrific. <laughs> fantastic. Like, that game already has the potential to be highly trolly. The mm -hmm. fact that it's like, no, we must kill the wealthy in that game makes it so much Oh, funnier. yeah, this is a very much a eat-the-rich moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it is delicious. I am, I yeah. am definitely, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have to expect, I mean, in a game that's kind of built around the idea of people kind of creating a online society. Oh, oh it, no. Because and it's mostly kind of unstructured. You know, 76 is unstructured kind of on its face, so it's up to the people to create the kind of narrative that's going on there. And, yeah, pay-to-win. I was kind of interested in what pay-to-win mechanics would do in sort of a online-built society, because it's not the same as, say, you know, Warcraft, where there's very kind of structured ways the game works, 76 is largely unstructured. And so, and, and part of the fun, and this is not just people being jerks, there are, I'm sure some of it's people being jerks, because it's pretty fucking funny to do this, but there is an art, a lot of people are making it into a statement where basically it's, people are mad about the fact that if enough people buy into this, it will move the goalpost of what is, uh, kind of, what is acceptable for the day-to-day -day of Fallout 76, a game that like is problematic and like will potentially spill over into other games. Like it, 
the stance of stop killing video games is wrong, but I kind of get where they're coming from on this one, where it's the, you are paying money for a game that, like, you could, they were throwing in free with PS4 controllers in Europe. Like, people were actively trying to get rid of copies of this game because it bombed so hard. The idea of you spent money, you've probably spent money in Adams on it, and now you're willing to give them a monthly subscription's worth of money, that's insane. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you should hunt those people down and kill them in-game, but bring me their scalps. Yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah I... So it's I, basically... Yeah, I, I just... It's just so... It's, oh, it's just very, very awesome to me. I, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, uh, I some people have said this is a bannable offense, and I'm with Henry on this one, where it's like, no, this is an in-game mechanic working correctly. Yeah, I mean, the, you wanted a society built in a game that's, you know, the game that's purposely open-ended, you know, we, and we've, you know, we've talked at length also about the fact that, you know, there's some servers that are very much sort of, you know, very much role-playing servers, yep. like, where people are properly sort of doing roles and uh, playing it out like you would play a tabletop game because it's so open-ended and allows for that. Well, this is what happens when you inject something into a game where the society is built by the game, the gamers, the people that play it. Yeah. You know, you've, you've created a class, now you have to face class warfare. Well done again, Bethesda. Yep. Keep being fucking garbage. Yeah. What next? <laughs> uh, well, we could... Uh, mm, I want to save uh, our kind of most uplifting thing for last, so... Yes, exactly. That's yeah. what I was thinking, um, so... I don't want to talk about that Steam thing anymore. It's kind of silly. Uh, Steam's asking you to re-review yeah. games after you play them for longer periods of time. Going back to my ongoing yeah. comment of maybe you should have to play X amount of a game before you're allowed to review it, but that's just me. Yeah. 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 Not much I mean, more to say on that a, one. So, so let's pop the lid, if you will, on our big topic this week that should surprise absolutely no one. And it's a real goddamn shame Alex isn't here for this. So we're, so we're talking about Sega? We're talking about Sega. You are 100% <laughs> correct. I'm, yes, Henry, it's finally time to talk about Sega as it's long established. <laughs> you and Alex are just like fucking diehard for the Dreamcast. Like, you're going to go buy Shenmue physical copies on. I, yep, and that's what we're yeah. going to spend the rest of the rest of this podcast on today's. Podcast. Definitely not BlizzCon. Definitely yeah. not BlizzCon. Okay, so so BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. Hang on, I'm adding a last minute addendum to our. Yeah, I mean, you know, we got we got to be current. You know, you see some news roll in, and you know what? We might have to actually say something about it. Yep, because right, it's a good thing to come out of this. Um, yeah. Which is interesting. I read about that too. Yep. Uh, yesterday. So yeah. Okay. But yeah. So yeah, we're going so, to get uh, on to. We're the... going to divide this into two halves. We're going to kind of cover the just what happened. The, the there. matter of facts. Yes. The, this is what happened at BlizzCon, and then we'll get into the what happened at BlizzCon part of talking about BlizzCon <laughs> because yeah. uh, well, Lox is our man on the streams. Henry was our man on the streets. Physically there, yep. at BlizzCon. Not in BlizzCon, at BlizzCon. But yep. so, uh, the major announcements coming out of BlizzCon this year are Diablo 4, 
which kind of has an open worldy vibe to it. They showed off the druid barbarian. I think it was sorcerer. Uh, uh, it looks like I more. It looks like more Diablo, which yeah. I'm potentially cool with. Like a, if they, if, I don't care about the Diablo franchise, but if they give the PC version the control up. Uh, the controller support that consoles had, you could maybe get me to buy another Diablo game on a PC. I don't know. I'm also not like. I bought Diablo 3 originally because it was 20 bucks and really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure you'd get me to. Uh, given all that's happened, I'm not sure I'd be willing to play another Diablo game for more than 20 bucks, in all honesty. Like, I. As someone who has a long history of not digging that franchise, it's cool they're making another one. I know a lot of people are excited about this, but I also couldn't care less at this point in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Like especially after like the drama that was um Diablo Infinite last year, whatever it was called, United or which is still uh, in the works, by the way. They haven't canceled that mobile game version of no. Diablo either. But moving on, Overwatch two got announced, and part of this announcement is all of your skins and your unlocks and your tags and all the stuff is basically all the stuff in Overwatch one is coming to Overwatch two characters, unlocks, outfits, sprays, taunts. Money hats. I don't fucking know what you do with the money in Overwatch. Mm-hmm. I they announced new um hero was part of this. I'm blanking on her name though. I what was it Steuben or something? Since the S. Uh, I have no idea. Fair enough. I mean that's the thing. It's like I actually kind of avoided all that stuff. Sojourn, super, my super, bad. I super don't care. Yep, Sojourn. Yeah. She is a Canadian and she's Canadian and she's got some kind of cool arm cannon things. She's. Mm. The first Overwatch character, well, I thought well, she had a cool design. She's got, like, cyber arms that turn into stuff, which I'm a sucker for. It looks like more Overwatch. The stuff they've shown highlights the PvE mode, which kind of has a... I don't want to call it a horde mode, almost, but kind of almost a Diablo dungeon quality vibe to it. Like, it's you versus a lot of enemies that are not as powerful as you. Or kind of like the Call of Duty zombies. Yeah, that's mode. maybe more an accurate description. Yeah, I didn't even think of that one, but yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Next so, up is uh, I think it was leaked last week. We didn't really talk about it, if at all. The new World of Warcraft expansion is Shadowlands. You're going to the Azerothian World of the Dead. A real almost all of these announcements came with real cool Blizzard CG trailers and not a ton of gameplay reveal behind it. This was as a fan of old school Warcraft lore, the coolest thing that came out of BlizzCon, where Sylvanas opens up a portal to the Azerothian Nether's realm by splitting the crown of the Lich King in half, freeing God, what was the goat? What was the thing in there? Um Kelthazad? That's the mm-hmm. necromancer. Um who was the Lich King? Uh Gul'dan. I don't remember. Yeah, Gul'dan. I think it's Gul'dan. No, that's that's the that's someone else. I, I don't remember. Neither do I. Honestly. That's yeah. I, but yeah, it looks real slick. I it's pretty People seem excited about this and, quote, a return to what we want out of World of Warcraft, but there are five new factions in the land of the Azerothian dead to pal around with and do stuff. It has a very kind of Ice Crown, uh, Wrath of Lich King vibe going on, I think, which a lot of people identify with as, I at least think of that as the high point in the franchise. Everything after that's been kind of complicated from a kind of outside-looking-in perspective, but what the fuck do I know? This is Alex's job. Next, we have Hearthstone Battlegrounds. Which is basically auto-chess, it right? is a It is Blizzard's version of an auto-battler. What's an auto-battler? We've talked about them. It's like auto-chess or Underlords. I, mm-hmm. I find it a little bit weird that this is done with Hearthstone and not, I don't know, 
Heroes of the Storm characters, but yeah, I I don't know. But yeah, I mean, you know, and, and I'll just give a little meta commentary here, and then you kind of hit on it. Not a lot of gameplay shown, and I yeah. can guess as to why. I mean, so I mean, essentially, it's just it's obvious that they wanted to put out some as much good news as possible, even if things aren't actually that far into development. Yeah. They're just like we gotta have. We got to push as much, you know, welcome news as we possibly can. But yeah, it's going to, yeah, I expected everything to be kind of light on actual, like, gameplay footage because I don't think any of this is anywhere near close to being done. Uh, maybe, you know, Shadowlands before any of those, to I, be honest. Yeah, I read some stuff that people have played Diablo for. Like, it's, there was playable stuff. I guess the Overwatch stuff is like, yep, it's more Overwatch. I, the, the reactions yeah. have been a weird mix of mildly underwhelming and yup, it's what you think it is. Like I've heard people saying, like, I obviously haven't played any of these games, but like the general vibe seems to be, yeah, Diablo 4 has all the stuff you liked about Diablo 3. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, that's good, I think. Because people had issues yeah. with Diablo I mean, if 3. If you enjoyed Diablo 3, so. Yeah. Which I did, kind of, but yeah. Who knows? We'll see. I only played up to Diablo 2. I actually never played Diablo 3. My friends were fucking huge into Diablo 2, and I just don't, like, I do not like clicky games like that. Like, I, I do not enjoy the, like, millions of click per minute kind of games. I, I well, there's a version of, like, Diablo for the PlayStation. Yes, and that's the first one I liked, like, where you just kind of hold a button mm -hmm. and point a direction. Like, Diablo for mm -hmm. PS4 is... is literally the first Diablo game I've actually really enjoyed where it's like, oh, these buttons make it fun and like a arcade mm. brawler almost. Like this is cool. Like I hold down the right trigger and I use my channeled ability. Neat. I press X in mm. the direction I kind of just bash it to death. Neat. Oh, but you can't move and cast spells. Don't care. Yeah. Don't yeah. care at all. Oh, these classes play like twin like the Demon Hunter plays like a twin stick shooter. That's real cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I like the console version a lot. I mm. can't necessarily say the same about the PC versions, but yeah, I, the the buzz out of BlizzCon is felt kind of like, yup, it's about what you think it is. Thumbs up, smiley face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And last but not least, before on our kind of positive news, where we get a little controversial on this one, we have uh, Hearthstone's crowned its first female. Um, uh, Hearthstone Global Champion, I guess. Is that the correct title for it? I believe so. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to butcher this one, so please try and say this one better than I will, Henry. Um, uh, Xiaomeng uh, Li, I, I, and call sign is uh, VK Leon. Cool. I have to go with that, because it's better than I'd have guessed that. But, yeah, she is the first uh, woman to win Hearthstone Global, so congrats on her. Yeah, uh, yeah congrats. This year of global and of Hearthstone controversy, it's cool that you won still. Cool, mm -hmm. anyone wins if that's still, but yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the thing a lot of us were waiting to see how it played out as part of BlizzCon, and it, this kind of got outside of people that care about video games notice because it's made kind of a global politic news to a certain extent, was whether or not Blizzard chose to even acknowledge the whole Hong Kong situation they found themselves in. As part of BlizzCon, well, they did with an apology. Kinda, yeah, I super kinda like air quotes and asterisks all over the place. 
Yeah, and I, I, uh, we're not going to try and summarize the apology here. The, the general takeaway is that, in Blizzard's words, they moved too quickly on this one, and that's what caused problems and communication and all that jazz. And go watch it for yourself if you're kind of curious about more depth on that. I, it's uh, kind of maybe unfairly, but also I think mildly fairly at this point, any goddamn time. I see a large corporate entity, specifically a gaming company, get out there and have to apologize. I just immediately think of that South Park BP episode of "We're sorry, oh. we're sorry," oh. and I didn't. You watch and the rest the of the internet yeah. definitely agree on that one. Yeah, like it's got all the sincerity of someone going, "We're sorry you were offended," or "We're sorry we got caught," because that's how it comes off every single goddamn time. Like, yeah. "We're sorry we're in trouble," and it, it's, it's just. And this was, like, a hundred levels of cowardly corporate speak and and total horseshit. Yeah. It's more or less exactly what I expected out of it. Like, I, I was watching, like, my level of indifference on this one was I had it running on a computer while I was mutzing with my computer in the garage to see if it would work, and I'm watching this being like, oh, yes, yeah, is exactly what I thought it was, and it's kind of listening to it. I'm like, just in my head, every time the guy spoke, it was just like, we're sorry, and I'm like, this is some fucking bullshit, but fine, whatever. Like, this is what you have to do to appease the internet, and most of the internet will be fine with this. Or yeah, will they, it? But they fucking shouldn't yeah. be, and I'm glad that large portions of people were not. I mean, alright, so, yeah. Yeah, should I go a little bit into what, you know, by feels yeah, on it? Yeah, so I, I, let's, let, let's give us two more seconds on this for kind of de okay. uh, deep dive into right. this, because this is definitely okay. your show moving forward, but I Thus, the apology was delivered by Blizzard President J. Allen Brack. I was part of the opening ceremony. I mm -hmm. go watch it if you're curious, and can you, you can form your own opinions on it. But yeah. yeah, if if you're sick of this whole thing and don't want to hear about it, see you next week, kind of thing. Uh, yeah. We're now going to turn to our man on the streets reporter, our our, our BlizzCon correspondent, Henry. Tell us more about yeah. BlizzCon and what you got to witness while there. So first, I'll, I'm going to just continue on with you know my thoughts on the whole total bullshit non-apology that he gave. I, so, yeah. so the first thing that you'll notice is he doesn't mention anybody by name. Doesn't men he 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 mentions it in the most bland, uh, uh, ambiguous way he possibly can. Like we had an incident happen. I mean, which could refer to literally anything. He had an incident happen that was unfortunate. And the way they described it was also, like, incredibly craven and just cowardly. It's like, admit what you fucking did, you fucking craven-ass piece of fucking shit. I mean, holy fuck. And he's sitting there, oh, well, you know, it's like, we did it, and, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, not supposed to be politics, and it's like, well, uh, you know, as he wears a goddamn LGBT pride blizzard pin on his lapel. So fuck you on the, we're not political. You're literally being political with that shit. Because you can't argue that it's not. Nobody can argue that it's not, especially when this is a point of still contention here in the U.S. So you're wearing a political pin as you decry somebody using politics on your platform, you fucking cowardly asshole. And so he's saying this horse shit, and it's, it's a total non-apology. He says, we'll do better moving forward. Moving forward, what the fuck does that even mean? And you'll do better well, so what the fuck does that mean? You could do better literally right the fuck now, you piece of shit. You could, you could remove the bands, and you could rehire those casters 
right now. This isn't something that happened 10 fucking years ago and you're moving on. This is something that is ongoing right now, this minute. And you could remove those bands right now. You could rehire those casters right now. You could undo all of this immediately. You don't have to m do better in the in some future time, some purposely ambiguous future fucking time. You could do it now. Right fucking now, you dumb shit. You total sociopathic cowardly asshole. But no, of course they didn't, because they are the CCP's fucking bitches. They bend over completely and let the CCP totally... They force them down to lick their fucking boots. And they are licking the shit out of those boots. Fucking blizzard, cowardly bullshit. And you know what? Fuck everybody who applauded that fucking horseshit non-apology. Really? You're gonna applaud that... I'm sorry. We're sorry you're offended. We're sorry we got caught. We're sorry that you made a big stink about this and we had to, you know, slightly change, but not really. Fuck you. Super fuck you, Brack, and fuck everybody who didn't have the guts to boo his dumb ass. Fucking social... You can't, like, seriously, people, you can't give up a bit of entertainment to give a shit about people's lives. You know, it's like, this is your choice. I'm not asking you to stop breathing. I'm not asking you to do anything that truly affects your life except your fucking entertainment. And there's other sources. Yeah, Go on say, Steam. We're not even saying, like, don't play video games. We're saying don't Holy play, shit. like, four specific video games. Yeah, among literal, like, the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of games. I mean... Go on, you know, it's oh, go on Steam, go on any number of, you know, Epic, anything. It's like, there's so many games out there to play. I mean, there's even obvious just things you can play instead of these games. Like, instead of these Blizzard games that are, like, I play Terra as the MMO that I enjoy a heck of a lot. And it's, uh, maybe I'm biased because it's also a Korean game, and I'm half Korean and I have family there and everything, but I love Terra. I play, and I love, I absolutely adore that game. I've been enjoying Gods Unchained. I even, uh, in their sort of free raffle that if you just played a lot and you got points to go into their raffle, I won something. I won a fairly rare card out of it, so that was fun. That's cool. Um, I've, you know, there's just so many, you know, play Torchlight. If, you know, Torchlight is super cool, and it even has a great sense of humor to it. I mean... It's, there's just so many different things you could play instead. It's like, why why applaud this guy? But I do love the fact that they pan to the audience. And you definitely saw people in there looking around quizzically at the people applauding this stuff. Yeah. Like, seriously, like, I saw shots of the audience, like, you know, a few people like, why are you applauding this? This is, this is not actually cool. So, yeah, so I wanted to open with that super rant because, wow. Wow. I mean, it was exactly what I expected. I'm not shocked at all. I'm literally not shocked at all. This is what I was expecting. If they were going to rescind the bans or the firings, they would have done that. I mean, as well as, you know, the ban the bans of the Hearthstone, uh, the other, the American University Hearthstone students, which I'll talk about them a little bit more in a second. But so, so I was on the ground for this. I was a part of uh, trying to organize this as the Fight for the Future, which is an organization, and they made a special sort of 
subsection called Gamers for Freedom specifically for this protest. And so I was on their Discord and helping to organize this stuff. So I was on the ground for it. I was there both days, actually. Fight for the Future only really was there on the first day and on the second. And so we are joined by two other groups who are who have also been like doing, you know, supporting the Hong Kong protests yeah. and uh, and have done protests against the NBA as well. Um, that would be Freedom Hong Kong, which you can find on freedom.hongkong.org, and the Hong Kong Forum. And they were there joining it as, as well. And so on the first day, at its height, there were 80 or 90 protesters. A couple, a couple of us actually did our own separate kind of counts to kind of just kind of get a feel for how many people were there. And we, yeah, we were right beside the entrance. And we, the thing is, like, we had all the proper permits, so we were supposed to be there. Nobody gave us any trouble. The, like, no, nobody official gave us any trouble. Like, Blizzard didn't come up to us and give us trouble. And the cops that were there, like, the both the Anaheim police and the county police that were there, they were only there because of... They're there for the convention. They're always there for the convention. That's just the thing. And they were actually laughing with us and having fun with us. They were very cool with us. So, I mean, they knew where we were going to be there. A city commissioner even came by just to uh, observe. You know, he was just kind of, you know, wanted to see, you know, and he even made the statement like, you know, of course we had to think about it, but we didn't have to care too much about it because it was just, we ran it so well and so we were well organized and, you know, le completely legal and non-confrontational. And yeah. it, it was a safe sort of a protest because... We had no. There was not going to be any counter protesters. Not really. I mean, we there was no counter. What is the counter zero. protest to that? Even like, there's people being I like, we like democracy. Blizzard a lot. Yeah, and which is what we got from a few people. Let's just say that nobody did this to me, but a few people came up to some of our female members and flipped them off. Like just like it only happened like twice or three times or something. But you know, typical craven, cowardly ass people like. Flip me off. Flip this grown ass man off and see what happens. Like, I I wouldn't I would still be as civil as possible, but I would definitely mock the shit out of them. Yeah, I, I, I would very expertly make them feel like the fools that they are. Because yeah, you aren't yeah, I'm and they were mock let's just say that the members or members of our protests mocked the people that very well that, that flipped them off, so yeah, but for the most part, we were very well received, like overwhelmingly, and so we, uh, so we and these other groups end up giving away over five thousand shirts on the two days, and so people wore their shirts in there because that's the thing. It's like we weren't. We also made it clear we weren't there to be angry at people or to make pe take away people's fun. You know, it's just, you know, we kind of alluded to earlier in that we aren't telling people not to play video games, yeah. but also, like, you bought this ticket, not only did you buy this ticket, you bought hotel tickets, you bought flight tickets, you took off time from work, go in there and have fun, and we literally said that often, have fun at, you know, welcome to BlizzCon, have fun at BlizzCon, but also it's like, here's some pamphlets, and free t-shirts, and free stickers, and all of this sorts of stuff, here, you know, also, you know about that and they just kind of walked past but many people a lot of people especially went nuts for the shirts i mean we gave away everything we had very within hours each morning so but also people a lot of people very happily took 
And people were wearing protest costumes. Like, one person came by in a Sylvanas uh, costume that had a banner that was the protest Hong Kong flag. The flag in black and white, as opposed to red and white. And went in there with that. And, and yeah, and so, and, oh, multiple Winnie the Pooh costumes went in. So that's something I definitely observed. They got spotted in, you know, at, at in the convention, walking around, so... Yeah, I, I was wondering if they would try to crack down on that stuff or not, but I felt like they maybe wouldn't because that would just they couldn't take any more bad bad publicity. Yeah, it's it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't, and the reality is yeah. BlizzCon tickets are expensive enough that it becomes its own kind of yeah. safety net. But yeah, but there again, we weren't there to ruin people's fun. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Like we were in generally high spirits. Like our protests, what we weren't, we aren't the protesters. That are fighting for their lives in Hong Kong. We're 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 fighting to. You are protesting a video game company in so many ways, a low stakes activity. But also, yeah. like, yeah, it was low. Well, we were protesting it in America. Yeah, we aren't we aren't we aren't the ones. But we're making people aware of. We are trying to raise awareness. It was a two pronged thing. It was part two protest Blizzard and you know companies like the NBA as well that are you know bowing to the the Communist Party of China's whims because of money as well as to educate people about what's going on in Hong Kong. Like, I sat, and multiple other people just stood and really explained at length to people what was going on, because they didn't know. I mean, not everybody knows, of course. They, not everybody knows what's been going on there, even though it's been going on for about seven months now. So, yeah, that's, that's uh, that was also, yeah, people were truly curious. I mean... Like, people who were working just the grounds there, like, came up, hey, what's going on here? And, like, you know, tell me. And and they're like, you know, and I just told them straight up every fact, completely honest. And they're like, oh, yeah, very cool, guys. You guys go on with your protests. We are totally in support of what you're doing. So, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it was a rare thing for people to come up and actually be negative about it. Because, so yeah, who's? potentially weird question that kind of links to that. Um, mm-hmm. How many people in attendance at BlizzCon were, I don't want to say unaware on this one, or maybe, like, didn't fully know what was going on with the protests and stuff? Like, I was there a schism of people that, like, just weren't aware of the whole situation and stuff? It's hard to say, sure. because if they were unaware, then often if they were unaware, they wouldn't come up to us. Uh, that's the thing. Like, a lot of people just kind of you no, know, didn't, fair, want, yeah. and, it, didn't want to see anything. They didn't want the flyers. They just saw us as just sort of a group of people that were in front of the entrance. There's no real, yeah, you're like, right. There's no real way of gauging this. I was just kind of curious. So I don't indicators. have a good way of gauging that, but I do know that you know there are definitely people that were curious and asked, but and that came up and asked okay. us questions. Yeah, and that, we would, that's that's kind of what I was asking about. I guess yeah, the fact. And people, glad, and I, we gladly explained it because a lot of people actually knew nothing about what was going on in Hong Kong, and we were you know we were there to educate people about that too. I mean, I I spoke with multiple. Also, news organizations like the Washington Post interviewed me, among other people. And huh. so, I mean, I got interviewed by, you know, media organizations. A a German uh, news organization was there covering us. So, I mean, we got a lot of coverage. And, you know, like I said, unlike what some of the coverage I've seen, like saying, oh, there's about 30 people, there was 80 to 90 it, it, on the first day. That's there's less about- on the second day. Oh, yeah. Because on the second day wasn't... Uh, Fight for the Future wasn't officially doing any events and on the, the first day. And the first day is the bigger day of BlizzCon in some ways. Yeah, it was the more important one. So we actually had a schedule of events. 
For example, we had a cosplay contest, which I was a part of because I was dressed up as May, and uh, I got a a, a year a free one year subscription to a VPN service from private internet access. That's the cool. cosplay con the yeah the cosplay contest was hosted by a comedian named Ron Placone Placone. Hmm. I, ah gosh, I now I can't remember how his name is pronounced. But anyway, any case, he's 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 a like comedian known for associating with leftists like he's like he's oh he's i know friends. this guy yeah 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 he's friends with fight for the future so he's like these are my boys of course i'm going to be here supporting them and he's like I, I love these guys they're great he's also been featured on the young turks and some other leftist stations but yeah he's yeah he came there and he was in good spirits and you know he was funny and he's hosting the cosplay thing and just having a good time with the rest of us and yeah he was very entertaining so Now's at 1 p.m. Uh, at 2 p.m., there is uh, members of the protest spoke to the crowd. So we had some really cool people fly in. So we and I mentioned this before. So you know that you know the American University Hearthstone team, those three members that held up the sign, they were they got the same ban after a bit of time, but they got the same six month ban. So they uh for holding up the sign you know the seven words sign you know liberate hong kong revolution of our times or or i know there's just said free hong kong and protest or boycott blizzard and so two of the members of the team flew from washington dc to here to to talk um and even one of their professors came down because he was he was uh just kind of in, you know, motivated by everything that was going on but yeah, they came down and they actually spoke, and that was pretty meaningful because they, you know, they and you know they had also apparently been involved in you know other you know protests and civil well, civil civil rights activism too. But yeah, it's like they're just it was important to the enough to them that they had to do something. They're like, you know, I can't be quiet about this, and so that was that was very moving. But even more moving, so we got we had two people there that actually flew in from Canada. That was Zephronica and XYX who. Names were not revealed. They were covering their identities because their their families are from Hong Kong, mm. and so and and the same thing went for a lot of the people that were you know a certain number of people that were part of the fight for the uh, Freedom Hong Kong and Hong Kong Forum. Like they very intentionally had to cover up their identities and their faces because that could have devastating consequences to their families in China and in mainland China as well as in Hong Kong specifically, and so. But Zephronica and YX, Zephronica was the Hong Kong May that got a bit of social media attention. They both spoke as well about, you know, what it meant to them and, you know, the, the fact that, you know, the, how important such a protest is just to bring light onto what's going on in Hong Kong, these pro-democracy protests. And, yeah, both of them had very, very cool things to say, very moving things to say, and that was... That was also really good. I'm glad that they had a chance to speak. We had to see Fight for the Future rented like a PA system so that we could do a few things like this every once in a while, you know, like speak over the PA and, you know, and lead some chants. I mean, and we had some funny chants. Like one of them was, you made us leave our couch. (laughs) (laughs) But do you have phones, Henry? Yeah. So, I mean, we had, we had, we had fun with it. Our point there again, like it was a low as far as our own safety, you know we didn't have to worry about the police cracking down us. Their police were cool with us. They were they were laughing, just kinda having a good time because they were there covering a con and you know, there's not gonna be necessarily that much trouble. 
you know, it's mostly just people there for a good time, and, you know, like the, uh, what was kind of funny, and it was initially scary, was the Sheriff's Department Bomb Squad members, a couple of them were stand, came in on Saturday, I guess, I don't know, maybe they got a call, or they're just mm. having to be there, but we spoke with them, and they were, but they were in good spirits, too, I guess they, I don't, and it turns out I don't think they were actually on a call, I think they're just on call in general. Yeah, it's a big event that's got some political charge behind it. I'm not going to say I'm expecting something, but I would assume almost any major event at a convention space maybe has something at this point. But they were very nice, and they were in good good spirits in general. And yeah, they definitely had no problem with us. And so, and they, yeah, they, yeah, and they, you know, they were happily talking with us and just, you know, just talking about general things. You know, not really talking about the protest. You know. You know, it's like as police officers, they have to kind of remain non, a, you know, apolitical. Sure. So, but yeah, but they were very kind. But yeah, that was. I, I that could was also cool. imagine in the spectrum of protests, this is on the more fun side for police officers, where it's like they're in costumes. Yeah. So it's like me and multiple other people are in in May costumes and Winnie the Pooh costumes. The best, my favorite though, was somebody had a Winnie the Pooh costume, but a a a Xi uh, Jinping. Mask on, you know, the president of the CCP, the leader of the CCP, yep. and he had this uh, pot of honey, but it had just money, money sticking out of it. Oh, so it's still He's full like, of honey then, got it. It's so, so, yeah, so he was, like, going to people saying, uh, like, money for genocide? So, yeah, so he, so that, I, I found his costume particularly entertaining, but, yeah, it's... It was a, I mean, the protest went completely smoothly. No problems. Nobody got out of line. Like, none of our people got out of line at all. Nobody did anything aggressive or remotely kind of, you know, pushing line of illegal. We stayed out of people's way. Like, we made sure there was a nice, still a good path through that you could just walk through. I mean, we're on the sides offering this stuff. But the path got blocked a little bit sometimes by just people, like, lining up to get shirts. And stickers and stuff, so... I mean, that's the thing, it's like... Oh yeah, uh, another another person who is there that kind of has been internet famous. Uh, if you'll remember, there's a... Uh, in the NBA, you know, the NBA pulled something bad, and this kid who got... who managed to get the attention of the Titantron camera held up a free Hong Kong shirt. Well, he showed up at the protest. And he also had a ticket for BlizzCon, and he actually showed up inside there. But I'll go into that in a second, but I just want to, you know, talk a little bit more about the... This is the same guy that got, like, the fuck LeBron thing on the Jumbo Cam at one point, or TV? Yeah. Okay, cool. Essentially, yeah. So it was a kid, like a 12-year-old kid. So, but yeah, he showed up with his parents, and and I'll mention what he did inside, because he had a ticket to go inside as well. He had a ticket to BlizzCon. But, in any case, I'll just... Uh, so, like I said, the first day was more organ. There was events organized by Fight for the Future, Gamers for Freedom, and the second day was mostly just it was the two Hong Kong groups, and then those of us that chose to also go out the second day and help out. And so, and but a lot of people showed up for that too. Probably only about forty of us on the second day, but at its height. So, but. That also went completely smoothly. No, no problems. Nothing, you know, nothing broke out. That was, you know, any sort of an issue at all. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I I like the fact that everything just went 
and I and I felt like it would. Like I said, there's just multiple things about it that are just like there's no going to be no counter protesting. We made sure well in advance that everybody, everybody that everybody that needed to know knew that we were going to be there. I mean, we did reach out to Blizzard, but they didn't respond to us. Surprise, surprise. Um, yeah, fight for the fight for the future. People reached out to Blizzard, but yeah, they didn't. Yeah, you know, Blizzard didn't talk to them because, of course, they are Blizzard are craven, fucking sociopathic cowards. Now, I'm not saying that everybody that works there is, but the people running it sure are. See, I do as a developer myself. I have a lot of empathy for the people that are working there, and that you know, they're. I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I'll say anonymously, people working the convention were in support of us too. So I mean. As well as the people who working there, they they didn't put their rubber stamp on these actions taken by Blizzard. They just wanted to work on their passion. They wanted to work on video games, and it's not their fault. And you can't. And I don't expect them to just quit over it. Not you know, few people have. And the, let's just say that Blizzard's been on a hiring spree because of it, because they're lo- hemorrhaging people now. But I mean, I've been headhunted, so. Uh, but no, I Blizzard. <laughs> Yeah, but huh. yeah, but I'm like no, <laughs> no. I'm not even gonna respond to that message. But yeah, I yeah. So and I know other people that have done the same. That like that got headhunted, and they're like, no, I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna even respond to that. I don't want to work there, mm. not now. But yeah, that's the thing. It's like people there working there don't agree with what happened, and we've already reported on that. But yeah, I saw that you know at at the protest too. You know, of course they weren't going to. Join us. I wasn't going to ask them to put their livelihood on the line to join us, but they definitely, their support for us there too. So, I mean, this is, and I feel like a lot of this was poorly reported by some outlets that weren't, that only got secondhand information or were on the ground at weird times of the day. I don't know. Let's just, yeah, I'll say that some of the reporting was kind of poor. Some of the reporting was higher quality than others. Sure. But, uh, Oh yeah, I got to do a LD station, a a YouTube channel. Uh, I I got to give us a shout out on theirs because they asked me, oh, "Would you like to promote your podcast?" And I said, "Yes, yes, I would," <laughs> because I had mentioned that I was a part of a part of this podcast. Oh, good part God! Of a podcast. Yeah, and so I got to talk about it. So, yeah, new listeners, they, you know, welcome. Men- I guess. Yeah, we're so sorry. Yeah, we're so sorry, and I wish that Alex was also here to welcome yeah. you as well, but. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the thing. So, but yeah, I will. I'll. I guess I'll go ahead and mention it now. So, a few people did actually get up in the QA that had the guts to say something during the QA about you know free Hong Kong. Um. So one one person, a guy in a red shirt, because of course, got up uh, and said, uh, yeah, uh, you know, you know, it said the seven words: liberate Hong Kong, the revolution of our times, and yeah, the. QA person holding the microphone just like uh, just had the most vapid response to that like wow dude but yeah I'm not gonna lie I'd probably have the exact same response too of like yup we knew this was coming I would have the response if I would have said also I would have echoed it yes free Hong Kong that's because I have I have have that integrity that yeah that integrity we just making nothing but South Park jokes this week yeah, because <laughs> I got that integrity. I do too. Yeah. I still eye roll at that, where it's like, "Yep, the internet has come home." 
But yeah, and then also just not long after that, you had the 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 NBA kid the, who also said, you know, shout out free Hong Kong, and you know what? Nobody else in a room full of people. There was there was two adults in the room, red shirt dude and the NBA kid. Yeah, two adults in the room, and one of them is like twelve. I don't actually know how old he is because I didn't ask. Um, but yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like yeah, you just had a child school you on integrity. You're a bunch of craven sociopaths. It's not like great. The rest of the, I mean, that's that's. I would have joined in. I mean, if I was in there, oh, you, I mean, obviously, I would have joined in. I would have been. I would have been yelling stuff. I would have been probably yanked out of the convention, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, craven, craven. Yeah. People are. I mean, they just. I mean, the people who clapped at that fucking not bullshit non apology. Yeah, that's the one I. They, all they wanted was a reason to. To keep playing their fucking games. Yeah, it's it, to rewind to the to apology keep playing for a fucking sec. Blizzard. It, it definitely has yeah. the there. We did the thing. You can go back to playing our games now. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, it's just it's things like that that do depress the shit out of me when it comes to and they should. Well, yeah, that just you know you know my desire to keep fighting for multiple causes, which I do. You know, one way or the other, you know, protesting in person and writing Congress, and I do these things on multiple issues, and it is depressing when I see a room full of people that craven and that lacking total, any sense of empathy. It's like, gee, I'm sorry that people's lives are getting the way of your entertainment. Yeah, I'm so sorry that that you're feeling bothered. I'll, I'll make sure that the Hong Kong people die more quietly. It's one of those ones where it's the... We're not asking you necessarily... It's like, we're not asking you to stop playing video games, we're asking you to stop playing these specific video games, or, like, at a base minimum, be more conscious about what you're saying by playing these video games. Like, it's... Yeah. I, 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 like, in a perfect world, you stop playing Blizzard video games, would that matter? Yeah, sure. But, like, the not-buying-thing protests have been proven to kind of be mixed result bagged. I, well, it depends on how many people do it. Yeah. If a large number of people do it, oh, it absolutely has a massive that, effect. Sorry, I meant more on the reality setting of it. Like, if, if mass people could would do it, then yeah, it would have an impact, but... And which has yeah. happened in the past with some boycotts. Some boycotts have been so massive that the company is like, yeah, we have to change immediately. We have we literally have to change now immediately. Yeah. But they are unfortunately few but, and far between. I think it's like, at least my stance is always just like, you have to think about this now. Like it's one of those ones where, like, even if you don't want to think about this, at least acknowledge that what you're doing is a choice that has ramifications beyond just "oh, I like this thing." Like it, and then this may be kind and of the, it, this may be the metalhead part of me talking for a sec, mm. where it's like the thing I now have to do every time I get into a new band is Google whether or not the band are Nazis. I have to use different terms occasionally. But there is a, a a small overlapping between bands that, like, all genres of music have it, but metal especially has the problem where it's like, hey, I don't speak the language this band speaks. What are they singing about? Okay, cool. I'm allowed mm-hmm. to, like, I'm cool listening to this. Like, and there's some silly examples mm-hmm. or kind of less extreme examples, but, like, it's important to know what your fandom is supporting, I guess. Like, it's one of those mm-hmm. ones where it's the... Whether it's a, you can like something and not realize what it's about, but once you know what it's about, you are continuing to support that kind of thing. And yeah, 
you are, whether you are actively realizing you're saying it or not, you are endorsing what that's about at that point. And I think a lot of people kind of do the hand wave of like, well, I wasn't supporting this. Like, I just like so-and-so. It's like, okay, yeah, but like by continuing to pay them money, you are supporting them and indirectly support them. Well, I'm not supporting them. No, you are by making these choices kind of thing. Like, it's... Oh, yeah. I have to say also, like, the amount of the amount of people, and this is mainly online, that were, like, just looking for excuses to dislike or to, you know, this is, you know, like, well, you're not accomplishing anything or you're just, you know, you're just, you know, you're just, you know, oh, it's already accomplished things. We got fucking Congress yeah. to write about it. We got members of Congress who you don't see agreeing on stuff, agreeing on this. And they also passed, they passed a resolutions about the protests in Hong Kong and supporting it. And we've also seen a spate of, like, the government, also, like, uh, several companies have been banned from business in America now. I mean, that's, that's, that's because of these protests. This is because of this public pressure. So that's bullshit. It's just people with a guilty conscience, cowards with a guilty conscience, trying to rationalize why they don't, they're not a part of the protest, why they don't care about human lives. Oh, they're not really doing anything. Other people even came up and were like, oh, I bet your shirts are made in China. Look at the labels, dumb fuck stick. Are, these are made in the USA and printed in the USA. So yeah, we aren't idiots. Holy crap. Somebody posted that on, on, the, on like Twitter, and one of our people immediately posted a picture of, here's a picture of the shirt. And it's in high enough detail that you can see that it's clearly made in the USA. So with the label, you know, the label is visible through the shirt, you know, in the shirt. So it's like, yeah. And then the person, of course, didn't respond because they were just a coward looking for a reason not to like our protest. A coward that with a guilty conscience knowing that they should care, but they don't, they kind of don't want to because it's a bother to them. It gets in the way of their fucking entertainment. Fuck you, you craven pieces of shit. You're just looking for reasons not to like the protest. You know, other people arguing, you know, like, oh, you know, oh, you know, he signed a contract. He should have just, you know, stayed quiet. Well, you know what? There again, like, Brack wore a fucking LGBT pride pin, and they love to talk about pride. But, you know, and you kind of brought up, oh, you've brought up before, it's like, the, the characters that are gay in Overwatch yeah, I, that are pandering gay. I, we've talked in the they past that I have ongoing beef with Overwatch, and it's because of just how pandering the treatment of the characters and the lore are for it, especially because, like, in certain countries, it's not that way. Like, I think it's... Uh, trace. Uh, depending on country, Tracer they have, 76. like, no information about that, but I think, like, in China, Tracer is actively hetero... Like, is not a lesbian, yeah. and... I don't think yeah. um, 76 is gay in that country, too. Like, but, like, there's written lore about how they're not, too, where it's like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. That's, it's, and especially when you're making a big deal out of it in the U.S., where it's like, look at these icon characters, except in other countries. And then the people who are like, oh, well, you have to get rid of everything Chinese you've ever had or you know, carry. It's like, well, A, a lot of us have tried to, but B, it's like, you know, but... <sighs> It's a whole, there again, it's, they're just trying, it's cowards attempting to rationalize why they don't give a shit about people's lives. It's total craven, you know, sometimes, sometimes craven cowards, sometimes just sociopaths that want to look for reasons not to care about other people. So they're going to come up and say, oh, your shirts were made in China. Well, they're trying or, to rationalize oh, their own shitty behavior, too. Like it's the or, or 
Yeah. Like Absolutely. It's, it's that if you poke enough holes in something, it's like, oh, they're not better than me because here's these very specific problems too. It's like, yeah, we, no, we are still, but yeah. Yeah. It's like, and I can care about multiple things at the same time too. Yeah. They're like, well, what about this other thing? Yeah, I care about that too. I care about multiple things at the same time. I'm capable of that. Aren't you? <laughs> so, but, it's, but Henry, a true gamer only cares about one thing at a time. You can only track yeah. one objective at a time in your quest log. It's how life yeah. works too. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Let's just say the only you know criticisms I've seen are total horseshit yeah. criticisms. They are total nonsense criticisms. This one's a pretty they, black and white one, too, where it's like, either you're endorsing genocide or you're not. Yes. I mean, that's, it's, I don't know, it's, it, like I said, it kind of, you know, I kind of have a dim view of humanity, I guess. Kind of like you alluded to earlier. We were joking about this way before the podcast started rolling, where it's like, I, yeah, it's one of those ones where my goal in life is to have disdain for everyone equally, ultimately. It's like, yeah. It's like, ah, these humans! I just, I just, but yeah, I have a dim view, in a sense, it's just like, and like I said, some of the reactions, and some of the, it's just kind of depressing, and yeah, but honestly, the most depressing was seeing people applaud that fucking bullshit PR statement. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, like, it's up really? there with, like, politicians, you know, like, now clap at their protest, their things, where it's yeah. like, we were clapping for a reason, now we're doubly not gonna clap, like, I, it's, it's the overly enthusiastic people at E3 press conferences. Like the, the it, it reminded me some of the Bethesda one with that one person. It's like, yeah, fuck yeah, Bethesda. And I'm like, they just showed nothing. Shut the fuck up, yeah. person. Yeah. Do you, but also shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's and it is, yeah, like I said, it's just... But I am, on the other hand, I'm heartened to, like, we've gotten messages from people in Hong Kong saying... We love that you're protesting. Yeah. Like, thank you so much for raising awareness of this. You don't know how much this means to us here. And there are other ways you can help. Like, there's a, I can give out a listing of, that we, that a couple of us assembled. You can actually go in the protest give list Give me a link, we'll put it in the show notes, and you can pimp it now if you want to. Like, I, I'm totally yeah. comfortable doing that. and it's that. a listing of charities and groups that you can give money to that are equipping yeah. people, for instance, with protest gear. I mean, a part of my May costume was wearing various pieces of you know, symbols of the resistance that is i had an umbrella i had a hard hat and i had a gas mask and so those and those are all very specifically symbols of the protest and and uh and yeah no th that'll thing. be down and the show notes being, definitely unless you want to like is there a yeah, way you, those can, are ways that right you can help so you don't even have to take part in an online you know or at offline you know in real life protest like i did you can also help in other ways. And even if, and you know what, even more so than anything, keep this alive on social media. Keep this alive on social media. I, I repeat that for emphasis. Because that if we keep it in the public zeitgeist, and this is my, you know, this is my conjecture here. I'm going into conjecture land. If we don't keep a public eye on this, it will be way worse. It will be another Tiananmen Square. Like, they will. The only reason they haven't brought in the tanks, I I feel like, is because so much international attention is on this. Now they're already doing some pretty horrible stuff. Yeah. Like a 14 year old protester was found dismembered in a in a in a in the river, and then they they announced it as a suicide. Yeah, this student dismembered themselves. This 14 year old dismembered herself and threw herself in the water, and they immediately uh 
uh, incinerated the remains and called it a suicide. So this is what's going on right now. That that's not conspiracy news. That's real thing, real news that's been reported on. Yeah, I don't tend to talk in conspiracy theories. I go with like things that have been confirmed, and we know things have been confirmed. We know that the Uyghurs have had their organs harvested in those in their re-education camps, and being forced into marriage. That's uh, marriages. That's also been happening too. Yeah, um, it's. There's horrific stuff that the CCP, and that's the thing, they've been trying to, some people have been trying to trade, oh, you're just being racist, like LeBron James. Shut the fuck up, LeBron. You don't know what you're talking about. You should get fucking educated. He should know what he's talking about, too. That's the most depressing part of LeBron one, but. Yeah, but he doesn't. He he should have shut the fuck up and actually did did what he suggested for people to actually read the fuck up on it. So, yeah, the CCP are scumbags. And you know what? What they're 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 doing horrible things to Chinese people in Hong Kong, and that's who we're supporting. We're supporting the greater part of you know we're supporting the Chinese people as well as people in other parts of China that aren't the CCP. We are specifically protesting the Communist Party of China, that that authoritarian government. So yeah, it's but yeah, we are we're making a difference and. You can make a difference, too. Keep this alive. I mean, you know, I guess the one positive thing to come out of this is, well, thank you, Blizzard, for keeping this on, you know, bringing this, bringing the Hong Kong issue to a greater number of people, a greater awareness, and reviving it in in the social zeitgeist, in the cultural zeitgeist, in social media. And we got to keep this alive. So that's going to be the difficult part moving forward, is making sure that people still keep thinking about, you know, both the ethical implications of you know of companies bowing to the ccp as well as you know keeping attention on what's going on there in hong kong so it's yeah like i said sometimes i feel really down when i'm when i'm you know in in social activism but i'm also brought right back up when i see you know like i said literally people in hong kong being like we see what you're doing and it's like for them like we saw very early on, very quickly, them holding up, like, pictures of May, protest May, in Hong Kong. Like, you know, like, after we, after the internet kind of turned her into the symbol of the resistance. It's like people holding up pictures of that, because they know, they know what we're doing over here. We, we can't, you know, go over there necessarily and take part in it, but we can absolutely do what we can. And there are multiple things that we can do that are actually, that are really and truly meaningful. A by trying to downplay what we're doing as just this or that, yeah, as we said, it's just people trying to rationalize their, you know, trying to, you know, insult, insult the movement so that they can feel like they're better than us. Yeah, I mean, there's just, I mean, I, I just, it's there's almost too much to say about this. I get, you know, I could probably go on talking about another hour, but I won't, obviously. But I mean, it's you know I think the you know the big takeaways here are, I the protest went super well, super smoothly. We were generally well received by you know both con goers, passerbys, and and the and officials, government you know like you know police and government officials, and and it was also meaningful and it's caused meaningful change. I mean, you think Brack would have said anything about it if? If there wasn't a protest going on, 
Mm, I think. I mean, I think it would have had to be addressed, but yes, I think it's given more fuel at that point. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, and there's just so many things. So I mean, this is, and it was a meaningful thing, and and I'm glad that I was a part of it. I'm glad that I was able to be a part of it. I'm glad that I took part, tried to take part in is at least some of the organization. I mean, big props to you know Freedom Hong Kong. Hong Kong Forum and Fight for the Future Gamers for Freedom for, you know, doing a lot of work and getting all the shirts and, um, oh yeah, Zephronica also brought a bunch of shirts to give away as well. And uh, what she's, she is still selling on her Etsy account. So you can look that up too. But, uh, but yeah, if you want to, if you want a, a, a May shirt that's in support of Hong Kong to wear around. But yeah, um, I mean, that's, you know, uh, without just getting into in- increasingly specific details that or or just long rants. I mean, I'm I'm pleased with what's happened. You know, thanks Blizzard for being such a dumpster fire that you actually brought attention to something. You know, to something very important through your terrible, terrible, fucking condemnable actions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that. I I I feel actually a little bit better now. I'm getting a lot of that out of my system. Yeah, it's just I feel so you know, like I said, happy. I have a mixture of emotions: happy and frustrated at the same time. That's a fair emotion to have in this instance. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I also want to say to reiterate, reiterate what I said even last time is I'm not asking people to delete their Blizzard account like I did. Yeah. If you or feel strongly, consider it. But yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, it's a thing that can be done, but I'm not asking you to do it. I'm not even asking you to quit your games. I just want you to think more closely about how you're spending your money because we don't vote for corporations. You know, we can vote for our politicians and, you know, and like, you know, put force on them like that. But we can't do that with corporations. With corporations, we can only vote with our wallets. So if you want a corporation to change, you have to vote with your wallet. That's the only way we can reach them. They aren't listening to us otherwise. They listen to money, though. And so, you know, to think about the power that you have, that power that, you know, that each of you has. I saw this kind of interesting little thought, you know, the uh, thoughts about the butterfly effect. Like, people are like, oh, if you go into the past, you do one little change, you could affect so much of the future. How about you apply that to the now? The little thing that you do now could have a massive rippling effect for the future. Your part in the protest could have this, you know, uh, whatever you, or your just choice of what to buy could have a massive rippling effect for the future, a positive one. And so think about that. Think about, you know, instead of thinking about hypothetical, if I went to the past and did something, how about right now, if you did something now, and then it has that butterfly effect into the future. So think about that. Think about how you spend your money and also think about, you know, supporting other movements. I mean, there's a big thing going on in Chile. I won't go into that, but you can you can read up on that too in World News. I mean, we're so interconnected here. We're all humans, but we're also economically and culturally interconnected. That what happens there does matter here. It does, and what we do about it and how we respond to things matters. And yeah, I mean, I'm not asking you. You don't have to come out and protest with me in person, or you know, or. Spend a bunch of money to do something, but there's other things you can do. Like even just, as I said, tweeting about it, Instagramming about it, you know, TikTok about it, whatever. Ugh. You can, yeah. <laughs> but whatever, TikTok. it's like you could, 
you can you can keep this alive and keep visibility on it because I feel like this is a this is an increasingly dangerous time because the crackdowns are getting worse. They're starting to use live fire as opposed to just non-lethal rounds. So this is it's ramping up, and it it will like I said, you could see tanks rolling in if we don't if there isn't international pressure. So yeah, that's I guess that's kind of most of what I you know most of my thoughts. I mean I probably have other thoughts, but it's just like yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll we can provide some links so you can find yeah, out. Yeah, we'll put them down on the show notes and and how and how you can help. Yeah. So, yeah. That does it for Do our BlizzCon any? segment. Nah, it's more yeah. or less covers it. Like I am of the three of us, I am probably the one that cares the least about Blizzard in any meaningful way. I was hoping Alex would be here for this because he is the kind of active Blizzard fans. Yeah, the wrong word, but he's still more actively engaged in it. Like he, he well, it's like. I mean, he likes you can. All right, so the isolate of this as a good thought. You can be a fan of the game and not be a fan of the company. You can support. You know, you can say I like this game without saying I love everything Blizzard is doing as a company. But also, like my ridiculous trying to find a way to play Call of Duty without giving Activision money. Antidotes, like it's funny, and that's what's intended to be funny. But also, yeah, it is me making a deliberate choice that, like, at least for the time being, I don't want Activision to get my money. Yeah, and it's weird that I'd rather GameStop have it, but they don't have my and, money you know, either. Alex, Alex is sacrificing way more than I did yeah. in in not renewing a WoW subscription. He's a part of a guild, and that's uh, that's yeah. a, that's a that's a social group. That's friends. Oh yeah, no. I mean, if, if we find out tomorrow that's... that Bungie is like involved in human trafficking or something. I will stop playing Destiny over that, but man, am I not going to be happy about it? Yeah, and I'm, and I'm, you know, like I said, I'm personally not happy about giving up. Well, Overwatch was really the main one that I've been putting a lot of hours into that I enjoyed yeah. playing a lot. Even enjoy watching, you know, enjoyed watching other people play it. You know, that's how much I like the game. Um, and it's just kind of, yeah, it's. But there again, for me, it was an easy choice, easier choice yeah. for me to make than for other people. I I wasn't playing with very many people regularly on Overwatch. I really wasn't. Only a handful of people. So I don't I didn't really lose too much there. But yeah, Alex is giving up a lot more and that I'm and I'm completely impressed. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like I wasn't I didn't I didn't expect or ask him to do that. He Yeah, that's a that's a and rough And I suspect I, we'll talk about this a little bit more next week when he's here for it actually. Yeah. So I it's I don't want to speak for him, I guess, more than we already have. Yeah, I don't want to speak for him. I'm, I'm just want to comment on what he, yeah, I was just saying how I felt about what he did, what yeah. he said last week. So, indeed, yeah. Well, we have one last news piece for you this week, and this is our rare feel-good story in our news segment because, mm-hmm. as much as we enjoy talking about gaming news, we do enjoy our dumpster fires more than that, and probably focus on that more than it's a little bit healthy too. But. We have rare instances of getting to focus on something undeniably positive. Uh, the Japanese yeah. government every year picks a person of cultural merit. Uh, previous people in this category include people like, uh, fuck, I'm blanking on his name, the Spirited Away guy, Miyazaki? Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's, it is people that the Japanese government have judged have had a significant cultural impact upon not just Japan, but the world kind of thing. Are exemplary examples of Japanese culture, if you will. And Mm-hmm. 2019's person of cultural merit, according to Japan, is Shigeru Miyamoto, aka that guy you know from every Nintendo press conference. Yeah, which is cool. I yeah. my initial reaction to this was 
this has only just happened? Which is unfair, but, but also, like, it should not detract from the fact this is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, it's like, I guess, you know, both, like, ad- animation and video games are more respected in Japan as a as art than they are, say, here, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, so, it's, it's, but it's still, even there, it's nice to see it's, like, this great appreciation of, you know, cultural landmarks of, uh, that are video games, and a, and a, and a pretty important creator and person who's still involved in video games, and that's, 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 that's really cool. I really like that. Yeah. I'm not looking up previous people that have won this, and it's an impressive list. I wish I knew more of them, in all honesty, but I'm just bad yeah. knowing people that do things. And it goes back yeah. quite a few years, too. Like, this is not a recent thing they've started doing. It's prolific at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Going all the way back to, like, at least 1951. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this, so this is, yeah, this is a, uh, a sort of a, an award of a sort that's been, yeah, been done for quite a few years now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 happy about that. And you know what? He's deserving. Last year's winner was um Moto Haigo. Uh yeah, uh writer yeah, uh, creator uh, of they were eleven, the Poe clan, the cruel god yeah. reigns, manga stuff. Do I know any yeah. of this person's work? Yeah. Um No, but that doesn't mean anything. That's so I do. Twenty people so that's that's pretty cool. It says twenty twenty people were named as person of cultural merit recipients. Yeah. So, and that's, I guess that's just for this year. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah it's, but yeah, that's, they, they do a, a large number of people each year. So but yeah, it's, it's, but it's, it's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, even looking at the list, I'm, you know, looking at the longer lists of people that have been honored in the past. And I mean, it includes mathematicians, poets. authors, neuro, poets, neuroscientists, you know, biochemists. So it's yeah it's you know, it's a lot of different people and it's, it's I think that's very cool I think it's very cool. Anytime yeah. we get to put video game people in the same category as poets, I smile. Yeah, and like we're coming for your rewards, poets. <laughs> All right, so that does it for this week. Um, yeah, I we have some news. We've already run quite long this week, and I won't be cutting that much out of it because we ran long. So we had lots to talk about. So. If you wrote in from last week, we will be getting to you next week. I do apologize for that. Uh, nothing seemed especially burning a hole in its pocket, and it appears stuff from BlizzCon is still shaking out a little bit. So the one that was kind of more topical, I think, will be better addressed next week, and I want Alex here for With that cool. one. Yes, yes, absolutely. We, 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 may have, we may have a new shit show ranking contender. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to send an email in, you can contact us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Again, that's wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. As well as it sounds, down in the show notes, etc. etc. Anything you want to talk about before we get out of here this week, Henry? I uh, I think I think I've 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 made my peace to a certain extent. No. Made your peace sounds so final on this one. I <laughs> To a certain I extent. have made <laughs> my peace with BlizzCon. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. So no, no. Cue the metal. Yeah.